And you are listening to the 43rd edition of Blue Splits. Um, 58 plays of the Jets-Bills game, which was a little bit more competitive, um, or a lot of bit more competitive. The first half was actually the last time I've had fun watching football since the what second drive of the first game. Um, so that was a relatively fun game. And the Broncos game was a little bit fun too, um, especially with that big Donald run to start the game out. And you know, the Jets were leading at one point. So that game was a little bit fun. But this is really only the second fun game out of uh, – the Jets seven so far, so nine more games left. Again, tough it through the season. Look at some of the the twenty to twenty five to thirty guys who will be here next year. Evaluate them. Um, wait to see what they do in free agency, what they do in the draft, and obviously, most importantly, what they do um, in terms of their head coach hire. Uh, obviously, if the Jets do not fire Adam Gase, there's a much bigger issue there, which I just severely doubt that Woody Johnson coming back from the UK, regardless of the results of the election, uh, I could not see him seeing this team and the lack of success they've had both on the field. And I know, like I said, on the TV market uh, versus the Niners drew in like the lowest game they just have in years. And it was as, as like as high as like a regular season Yankees game. So um, he'll notice that he'll notice. I guarantee, uh, guarantee you people are buying less, uh, merchant merchandise. I guarantee there's less views on their uh, website, their podcast, less listens. I guarantee you that the podcast is pretty poor, to be honest. But um, he'll notice that he'll get fired. There's there's no there's no freaking way. I don't care about handshakes in a tunnel and all that crap. He's he's going to get fired. If not, it's uh, it's no we're not discussing it. He's getting fired. Um, let's just say that. So 58 plays. Uh, the housekeeping Jorby 31 on Twitter. Uh, follow Michael Nanya. Make sure you follow Jets X Factor on Twitter. Jets X Factor with an S. Uh, Robbie Sabo, S A B O, no spaces. Um, leave the podcast reviews and ratings. We got a five star rating last week, so I appreciate that. Uh, seven left, and then you get a Jets X Factor shirt. Uh, there's like two different shirts you can choose from. Uh, we took down some some of the other ones for certain issues. Um, Guess you. I'm not going to say it, but you can guess. Uh, so if you want to uh, get one of those shirts or have um, your name in the running for one, like I said, I'm going to take the last 25 reviews and throw a list of randomizer. For it. And if you're listening to the show, uh, you'll have a couple of days to respond to me and I'll send you a free shirt. If you're comfortable sending your address, if you're not, then you can't win. <laughs> so make sure you do that. Um, you can email me, Joe period blew it at jetsxfactor.com uh, jet, jet X shop. Uh, I saw the person who emailed, I think Robbie in, in reference to the show. Uh, I actually thought it was pretty hilarious. Uh, your email, some, I did remember that email. I didn't respond to it. Uh, I just got forwarded it. So I appreciate the email uh, about the whole Christopher Walken thing. So I got to have some type of fun on these type of shows, um, breaking down loss after loss after loss. But hey, at least the Jets only lost by they lost by one possession this game, which is which is decent. You know, it's not that bad. Um, so to start off with the duds, as we will, like I said, probably 16 times this year, uh, cause I really don't see the jets winning a game. The, the Raiders, I don't see it. The, the, my problem with the Raiders is they're so freaking inconsistent. So I, I, that's the one game I'm like, I'm like that, that sketches me out a little bit. The chargers, 
the Dolphins are maybe like, but they just they they kicked the shit out of us the last time, so maybe even not. So the Raiders, Chargers, and like maybe one of the Patriots games. Like those are the three, four, five games. I'm like, eh. So uh, you know, really, what you want to be doing right now is obviously want the Jets to be competitive. You want the young guys to play well. I don't think anybody's really rooting for wins. Like I know your your heart tells you during the game to root for the win, but if you could pick before the game, hey, do, the, do you want the Jets to lose this at the end of the day? If it means I'm getting the first pick, every reason I say yes. I think 90% of Jets fans would say yes. Um, but we really need to be rooting for the Jaguars, the Giants, the Texans, uh, the Vikings, I think, and the Falcons. I think that's the other five five teams who are like in that top uh, top six because like I think the Eagles Bengals are there too, but they both have ties. So the Jets would have to either tie a game or win two games, which I don't see happening. So um, you really need to be rooting for the for the Jags, Vikings, Falcons, Giants, and whoever else I, I just said I forget. But um, yeah, we we want that number one pick regardless if it's if it's Donald, if it's not Donald, uh, Donald. I, it, Listen, you got nine more games, but the we're what we're Owen Owen seven, and he missed two games, right? So the five games he's played so far, he would have to bounce back in an in elite fashion for me to not take Lawrence at one elite fashion. So I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but to get into the duds first, um, I went through. I haven't really put a lot of plays into these because I just didn't. They're, they're through different parts of the podcast. I, uh, Andrews was one of them. He's going to come into a couple of plays where I have the offensive line. Uh, he was just so bad that I didn't want to show up a lot of plays of just him, but I wanted to mention him as a dud um, in relief of Alex Lewis, who's out for uh, maybe a few weeks. Maybe he comes back next week. I'm not too sure. I'm hoping that Cam Clark, who was, at, who was healthy, um, but he's a healthy scratch, um, and that could be for one that he's not truly healthy or they don't feel comfortable with him knowing the game plan, whatever it may be. So they don't want to start him. I'm praying next week that, you know, it's either Alex Lewis or Clark because at this point in the season, you're 0-7, just give the young guys some reps. And I think that Clark with nine games to go in the season, if he could prove to be the left guard of the future, even if he has some, some bumps in the road, if he could prove to be the left guard of the future, then you have, you know, your left guard, you have your left tackle. I think that McGovern will bounce back. I think he's an okay center. Um, I think that we thought he was top 10 to 15. He's been a little bit more disappointing than that, but I think he will bounce back. He's had some inconsistencies. Uh, Fant, I think, could be a average to below average guy for the next couple of years. So depending on your draft position, do you replace him? But I, I think that at least you have your left guard, left tackle with with a maybe at center, right right tackle. So I'm really hoping that Cam Clark comes back uh, You know, this game against the Chiefs and, and, and plays – um, to see what he has, but Andrew's got my third, my second in general, which I'm going to show more when I show Sam Darnold, obviously. Um, but my second was the pass blocking, the pass blocking this game, um, for a few different reasons was, was terrible. One, you had guys like Andrews who are, t- who are horrible. Um, in general, Fant had his, probably one of his worst games, probably second worst game as a jet. I would say his worst was against the Cardinals. I think this was Becton's worst game as a jet, still a good game, but I would say his worst game, um, of, of his young, you know, career, um, McGovern was up and down, uh, and, uh, Jesus and, uh, Greg Van was up and down as well. So you had a couple of guys who didn't really perform well. I don't think anybody was like really a plus starter here. I think even Beckton was like average this game, which is going to happen, you know, bumps in the roads and his bump in the road is, is him looking average. It's like, okay, you know, um, 
that may be even a little bit above average, but for relative expectations for him now that he, that he carries, uh, he was a little bit disappointing in this game, which again, I'm not killing Beckton. He still played well. Um, O-line miscommunication, Mims bad route. Yeah, so um, I'll talk about Mims in the future too. And obviously I'm going to evaluate everything fairly. I think that's why people still check out this channel and trust my film breakdowns. I don't just fluff people up. I hate doing that. Uh, Mims did have a good first game, but on this particular play, again, I don't want to start off the show. People are like, oh my God, you're criticizing Becton and Mims. I still think overall they played well and they've been uh, Becton you can't be any more happy with overall his, his first um, you know, half or, or so of the season. Um, obviously, you don't want the injury to happen. It's a shoulder injury. It's not something that's going to pop up a lot. It's not like some of the beat writers out there said, oh, big, big guy. I'm worried about his shoulders. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, and Mims' first, first game, four catches, you know, almost 50 yards. Nobody's really, you know, the, the second half was the second half, which the offensive line was brutal, and they couldn't pick up blitzes and things like that. So that's why he wasn't targeted. But overall, um, to be happy with Mims and back to you have to be, you know, ecstatic with overall. Um, miscommunication. So I guess we're going to look at the, the bad route first um, from Mims in the slot right here. They put him in the slot. They put him out slot outside. They put him in a couple different positions, which, which was nice to see. So um, just in terms of this route, which is against man coverage, um, I do like that he I do like that he presses vertical. The only thing I don't like is how rounded his break is right here. Um, which you're going to see. You're gonna see this this uh the break foot right here. And you see how far outside of his frame this dry foot is. It's not really allowing your body to work over that. Um so I need I need to see that that dry foot right there get a little bit more under his frame. You can see it, it it rounds him out a little bit into the defender, and then also I want to see him be more forceful with with this chop down the punch through on whatever exactly does with his hands here. I can't see because it's not that good of quality um, on the all twenty two and it's this far away. So I want to see him defeat that hand, and then the other thing I want to see him do too is when you have a guy on your hip like that, you don't want to you don't want to um, you know keep it going vertical. You want to flatten out your route more and, and adjust that. So you want to cut it flat, as they say. The uh, stair quotes, cut it flat. So I want to see him again um, round this breakout a little bit. I'm fine with him pressing to the outside. He opened. He manipulated the hips. Just get your dry foot a little bit under more under your frame. Defeat the hands, and if he is still on your hip, cut it flat. Don't don't continue it vertical because he's able to to get underneath of your route. Um, so that's the two criticisms. My or a couple of criticisms I had there from Mim's route, but um, to go into the miscommunication. Let's see where it is. Again, these are pretty dr not dry when I do them, but I just uh Yeah, see, so you have the all the you know play action, so the entire allied slide line slides in. You have Fant who clearly expects and these are things that are impossible to like some some situations you can pick it up, some of the ones you can't. This one I can't. Um you have Fant who who obviously thinks that Griffin's going to um, take anything off the edge, which is Poyer coming off of the off of the offense's right, the defense's left. Griffin never picks it up. Fan recognizes it, goes in no shit mode, um, and he's not able to pick it up in time. Donald takes the the sack. That's 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 a hard play. Um, this is just miscommunication. So it's not. So it's, is it on? Is it on Fant? Is it on Griffin? I don't. I don't know. Uh, the rest of the offensive line does a pretty you know good job. Uh, Beckton gets his hands inside, um, and and rides his guy up the arc. So that's a you know, positive play for him, but um, can't have miscommunications like that. It's it's stuff as simple as that where people look at it like, oh, well, it's this guy, or, you know, it could be this guy losing or that guy losing. Um, sometimes it's not as simple as that. Sometimes it's just it's just guys not being on the same page and and blowing calls and things like that. And that's what the that's why you want continuity uh, continuity on your offensive line specifically, but on your team in general. Um, 
because they're still learning each other. Even seven games in the season, you have a preseason, you have a lot of a camp, and even there's guys who don't even know each other great after a year. Um, so you want to be on the same page, obviously, for obvious reasons. O-line breakdown, good blitz. Um, yeah, the Bills do a lot of good blitzing where they overload and, and, and bluff pressures, uh, manufacture pressures, things like that, where they, again, they do a really good job. Um, on this play, I don't know why I showed it. I guess I'm showing it to show that really nothing's open here. This isn't open. This isn't open. This is open, but he had to fire. He would have to fire it in there over this linebacker, and there's already a guy um, blitzing off the edge. So Donald Road doesn't have a chance to, to hit that. Now, maybe he could have hit it right here. Um, we got to see his eyes first. But overall, I put it on for the, for the offensive line breakdown. Um, oh, this is probably 45. So, yeah, again, so could he have – so my thing is, like, Donald could have stepped up here and, and probably fired it in here. Again, that's being a little bit nitpicky. He did have pressure in his face. Could he have thrown it there? Again, it's a little bit crowded, and you don't want to be floating balls over the middle on the run like that, and that's where you get picks. So I'm not going to kill him for this play. Could he have thrown it there? Maybe. Again, not going to kill Donald for it. I, I do try to be fair. Um, shotgun snap. And, and McGovern did have a couple bad snaps. This, game, this one's a little bit low. He did have one high um, to Donald's right side, which I'm not going to put it in a snap, but he did have a couple of bad snaps. This game is something to note as well. Um, Again, and the, the Bills do a good job of showing pressure on this side, um, dropping these guys out and then bringing a lot of pressure from the right side with, I think, a corner blitz over here. So um, they do a good job with, with disguising their blitzes where, again, you have two guys, A gap, C gap, who are dropping back and a guy pressed up here um, as like an overhang. He drops back. So you have three guys who are pressing who drop back. So then the line's not going to fully commit to the right side where he's probably, he's probably capped right here, which is a, which means he, he'd have a guy in man in press and a guy over the top. Um, so they don't anticipate him. And then you have four guys blitzing against three. Um, you'd like to see, you know, and, and the problem here is too, that Perrine is blocking um, in that a gap and McGovern's looking to the left. There's nothing there for him to block. So Perrine picks up what he's supposed to because McGovern is expecting pressure from the left side when there's really a guy coming off the right side. So if it was the correct call, you'd have McGovern pick up this guy, this guy slide right. And then, and then, uh, and then Perrine, um, to the right side right here, but that's not what happens. Donald has to step up, avoids that, um, you know, avoids that pressure. And then obviously a guy scrapes over the top to get the sack, which, you know, is not, and, and it's a fumble too, which isn't really Fant's fault because if, if Fant is it blocks his guy, listen, he blocks his guy. He's not getting anywhere close to Donald, if, you know, in, in relation to Donald's uh, drop back point. And then uh, he's obviously able to scrape over the top because he sees Donald scrambling. So I can't really put that a lot on Fant. I'm not going to. Um, 53. All right. O-line sack going up. Again, just looking at at the at the routes for for Donald. Not too much open. Um, again, there's some scenarios where it take like anticipation, and if he is seeing a blitz coming. Should he fire this in there? Could he? Yeah, maybe. Um, could he have floated this over the top of the linebacker with that guy in his face? That would have been a risky throw and taken a lot of anticipation. These guys are, aren't obviously open. So, yeah, he could have dumped it short. 
um, here. But again, based on his eyes, where were his eyes at? Again, it's not something I'm going to kill him for. Um, maybe you'd like to see him fire this in there. So you, you you could say that, especially if he is recognizing the the blitz and extra guys coming. Maybe you'd like to see him dump off the barrios. So slight tick against him, notch against him, sure. But again, something that I'm not going to necessarily kill him for. So again, you have the line from the right tackle, um, from the I mean, the left guard to the right tackle slide. You have the running back filling in, and then you have uh, Beckton on island. So you have like this jet protection, and uh, which is three three jet. I always forget if it's two jet, three jet. But I think it's three jet. Um, so he fills in, and again, the problem here is now that the the line slides right. Because of all these, you have, you have four guys here who could blitz. They don't anticipate white coming, I guess. So they, they slide right, and they're, they're anticipating pick up, pick up, and then him to fill um, versus the linebacker who may blitz. And what happens is you have an extra DB uh, blitz. Perrine's stuck in a tough position in that C gap. I mean, in that, in that B gap, two guys are blocking towards him. Um, you'd like to see P. Ryan commit to one guy. And obviously, with with Beckton being fully engaged, and with uh, Andrews coming, you know, out of his uh, out of his block on ninety one to block fifty, you'd like to see P Ryan just commit to one guy. Again, if you're going to be wrong, at least commit to one guy. Don't let this guy beat you like he does, which you'll see, because uh, Andrews is able to, um, you know, kind of pick up that guy. So maybe Donald could slide. But overall, the the entire offensive line doesn't really do a great job right here. Um, you have McGovern, who's looking too far to the right, and never notices ninety one, which is Oliver. He gets his he gets his face crossed. So you want to see McGovern? You know, once once he's looking right and he sees these guys these guys drop this guy dropping into coverage. There's one guy here. Your eyes should go left. So McGovern's eyes are stuck to the right for way too long. I don't know why he looks off of his guy. Notices him too late. You have Andrews who sl- who slides right, tries to pass it off to McGovern. Now this guy's blitzing, so he's late to pick him up. He gets beat. So you have one, two. P Ryan gets beat because he doesn't. He, he tries to commit to both guys, tries to split them. Then he gets in a position where he's beat, and then you have Becton again who gets beat as well because Be- Becton. Um, I'm fine with how open how op- uh, how he's opening his hips again. Maybe a little bit early, but I don't like that he's re- the problem. My problem with him is. Again, a little bit too much of the two hand punching. There's there's not enough there's not enough um, contingency plans kind of when you two hand punch. If you get defeated with two hands, you're kind of screwed. Where one hand and then alternating punch, like if your one hand gets beat, okay, you're still on balance. You can strike with that outside hand and run him out, whatever. But when you when you're throwing two hands, you're throwing your whole package into a guy, and if your whole package gets beat, you're kind of screwed. Um, that and he's a little bit he's 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 leaning and extending a little bit too far forward. You don't want your elbows completely locked out like that. You want to have a little bit bent. So I think he's reaching a little bit too far, and especially considering how long he is. If 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 he was shorter arms, yeah, you might he might have to overextend sometimes. But he's so long that take advantage of your length where your arm bent, you know. Um, your arm fully extended is hundred percent. Let's, and then you, you, he has the ability to, to bend at, you know, 85% and still have longer arms than some of the guys, um, in the NFL. So leans a little bit or, uh, reaches a little bit too much. His arms get forklifted. He gets beat. So you have four guys who get beat on the same play. See right here. And Donald doesn't really have anywhere to go and takes a sack. 
not good. Um, next, I did Gase. I said until Gase is fired, no matter what, even if he calls a good game, I'm going to give him the, the dud of the game. Why well, I got the dud of the game is just him in general. Um, the fact that he's an offensive guru who helped Peyton Manning get all of his uh, accolades and he comes to the Jets to save Sam Darnold. Obviously, he's failed Sam Darnold. He's a manipulator. He's a terrible leader, terrible guy in the locker room, terrible guy to the media, um, which I don't care about the media, to be completely honest. And um, he, again, was brought here to be this offensive genius. Now he's giving up play calling. So what does that say about his tenure? Um, so if you bring in an offensive, offensive genius and he's giving up play calling because it's not working and the Johnsons still decide to keep him, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know from there. That's, that's just, that would be, just be absurd. Um, suds of the game. Again, there's a little bit more positive in this game, uh, more from the defensive side. Uh, Becton, I give you the third stud. I was I was debating putting him in, putting him not in. Uh, again, I think this is his worst game, but overall, you still saw some of the of the highlight blocks and things like that that he had. So, uh, I will. Put, I did put him in this, in the studs. Uh, crack toss right here. Jets ran this a couple of times this game, and again, obviously, I didn't even talk about this. Loggins gave a, or had the play calling this this game. Uh, more play action. The Jets actually moved the ball a little bit in, in the first quarter, quarter and a half. After that, the again, the Jets have frequently last year and a half, whether it be Loggins last game or Gase, um, they're decent on their first drive or two, maybe even three drives. But once teams adjust to them, um, they have no idea what to do. And it's so funny that when Gase is asking the media, oh, well, you know, what went wrong here? I'll have to watch the film good coaches adjust during games. My high school coaches adjusted during games. So you don't know what's going on during the game to watch the film. It's either they're an out to the media, which I think it is, or you just, and you really just suck at your job. Like you're, you're trying to adjust, but you just don't know how to, you can't, a lot of good coaches will counter the adjustments that teams make, you know? So, you know, whatever it may be, if, if, if they're being, if they're being too aggressive on, on play action plays, and you know that they might, you know, start dropping their linebackers a little bit, a little bit more depth or whatever, um, because you're hitting them over the middle. Then you anticipate that, and then you you're going to run it more. Like like that's the easiest example of like an adjustment. Like you have to you have to counter their adjustments. It's a chess game, but but Adam Gates is playing checkers, you know. So uh, that just is what it is. But uh, crack toss, pulls, arc blocking. Um, Good job right here by by uh that's a West Coast. I gotta put that hold on. I'm doing my live my, my live adjustments in, in 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 uh during my podcast, which I don't care. I gotta put that up for Wesco. Uh Wesco does a good job pending his guy inside. Um you have Becton who gets to the to the outside. And again, not the craziest block in the world. Um, but he does he does climb the good angle to 49, which is Edmonds, I believe. Gets two hands on and throws them back, you know, three yards. Now, obviously, you again, this is something with Beckton I would like to see more of um, in terms of, you know, this is a critique. Again, overextending with his arms, um, two-hand punches. I also think he tries to throw guys and jolt them too much instead of kind of climbing that tree where he, he, kind of, he like I said, he tries to throw them instead of keeping his feet under him. Um, so if he, if he were to get under this guy, you know, grab him and run him, 
then it'd be a more effective block than him jolting him back for three yards and getting off. Because now what if, what if, you know, he broke this tackle to the inside and now, now Edmonds is free. So yeah, good block, but I'll also the same keep his, you know, uh, keep his feet under the block, you know, to be, to be fair. So, um, again, just want to be fair with my criticisms. Uh, I'm not going to hype a guy up, you know, too, too much if he doesn't deserve it. But like I said, overall, this game, he was good. Play three. Uh, blocked it, uh, back then block Mims first catch. Again, it's exciting to like Mims is playing. That's all I needed. I really just wanted to see Mims. I would say I want to see Beckton, um, you know, Q. Those guys, we talked about it. Franklin Myers, Huff. I really, really, really want to see Cam Clark. Um, super interesting pick in the, in the, what, the fourth round. Um, who, you know, Everybody talks about Clemson. There was other games he played really well. You know, I, I think I got like three or four of his games I broke down. Again, you can always go back and watch that with the Jets season going how it's going. I doubt you're going to if you haven't already. But um, I was impressed with a lot of his games. Play action. Looks like they're running. They're, they're trying to fake a mid-zone split. Becton wants to get the play side leverage on him. This is the play side. Um, you have the defensive end or whatever. A defensive end. Uh, D-tackle. Three-tech who was trying to penetrate the B gap Becton hands into the ribs. And I don't know where his right hand is gets under him extends and literally again, lifts his guy off of his feet and throws him <laughs> like to do this to 300 near 300 pound guys. I'm not sure how big 90 is, but I've seen him do it to 320 pound guys to lift them off of their feet like this. Even if you are a little bit behind them is absolutely ridiculous. Throws his guy. Gotta love it. Um, Mims, again, who was used in different ways. Again, this is more of like an H-back role. Like, this isn't a receiver type role. Like, this is more H-back. So, he played some H-back, slot, X, um, <coughs> flanker, which is a Z. People try to use fancy words sometimes. Flanker, split end. Um, but is the, like, the sifter works underneath the formation and back across it. Donald rolls out. Hits Mims in the flat. Good extension to the ball. Tighter hands. They're not as tight as they could be, but tighter hands. Pulls the ball down immediately, knows the hit's coming, and is able to, to wrap that ball up through the hit, which you like. You, you want to be able to see the contested catches. There's plenty of receivers who catch, who catch that ball initially and drop it because of the hit. So um, good job from him. This is not a positive play of Beckton, I don't believe. Um, Darnold Sack, Beckton Andrews. All right. So, again, so they're faking um, this, this power run, uh, this one-back power. Uh, especially... If anything, you want to get beat outside. Becton over he, he gets too lateral right here, especially the Bills who do a lot of a lot of gap exchange, a lot of uh, aggressive penetration. Um, you don't want to get lateral here, just in case he is crossing um, your face. And the thing about his stance right here too is he he looks like he's leaning a lot on the right side. He's loading up on that right side to explode inside. Um, I want to see him notice that stance a little bit right there. That that stance looks like he's he's going to cross over. He's really he's really leaning hard on that right side. Um, you're, you're no lean on the side you're going to explode off of. So uh, I would just be cautious of his stance a little bit right here. Something I'm noticing. 
Um, so again, especially if it is counter power and it's going the opposite way, a lot of guys will, will sit it down a little bit or climb a little bit. Um, because if he does beat you around, around, around the corner right here, then, um, he's not gonna be able to corner and get to Darnold, but, uh, Obviously, it's not a power, but I'm just saying in general, you don't want to get beat across your face. He gets beat across his face, so Becton gets beat. Um, you have Andrews who pulls, and they leave this edge on block because he's going to pull to block the edge. He needs to cut off the edge. Takes a little bit too flat of an angle. Gore, I don't know if Gore was supposed to pick him up here or not. It looks like he was supposed to, so after the play action, um, or actually I mean, before, before the play action, again, the play action fakes are not good from the Jets. Like This is not faking anybody. Like their their fakes wouldn't uh, their fakes wouldn't fake a good high school team if they have their eyes on it. Like there's some fakes that are really like in the guy's chest. The guy the guy you know really cradles around it. the the you know, quarterback pulls the ball really tight to him. You can't see it like this. And this is this is not only the best example, but this is not faking anybody. So especially with like the shorter pull, um, Gord looks like he's supposed to pick up 93 or at least help out, and he's not able to. So he says, "Screw it, I'm going to release." He takes two flat of an angle, so that's two, three guys right there who don't pick it up. Donald has nowhere to go. Sack. Again, I'm going to be fair to Donald. That's the offensive line did not play well for him this game. A uh, couple more plays at Beckton, four more, and I'm sure he'll be intertwined with other plays. Uh, play 10. All right. Um, Beckton block Mims effort. P. Ryan. Okay, so we have a couple. This is like the three most important guys in the offense at this point. Um, again. You know, Fant, Govern, Darnold. If they finish one, I don't see any way that you could play well enough after, especially considering the first five games he played. After that, and still getting the first pick again, he has to play elite for me to pick up to to uh, to not pick Lawrence. And if they and if he's playing elite, there's no way they finish one. They're going to win at least two games to to play that well. So another crack toss. Um, the one thing with Mims, I did notice a couple times this game in terms of his blocking overall effort. Good. Sometimes the technique was good. Um, I would say it was more effort than technique because there's a couple times where he really loaded up into guys and threw his body into him and is either his leverage was off where he was, his any points were off where guys did spin off him. So this guy spins off. I, I don't know if he spins off him, but he gets off of him. Yeah. Spins off of him and, and Mims falls. There's another play where, uh, I think he, I don't know if his power or whatever it was, where he either kicked a guy out or pinned him in, um, or tried to and com- like almost completely missed the guy. So he needs to be a little bit more, um, more patient, just in, in control, um, of his body here. Cause he gets the, the guy drops his shoulder to him and lights him up. He gets dropped on his ass. Uh, you have Becton who gets up to the arc. Obviously, gets his hands on to White. You see, the, obviously, the, the good um, open field speed of a 370-pound guy. Takes a good angle, gets to White, and White uh, is obviously gets pushed back here. Freaking eight yards. And then Becton's running towards him on the sideline, and you can see uh, White just not want any part of that on the sideline. He's he's out on that. No freaking way. I'm taking on that guy. So you like to see that. Becton is an enforcer. Like, guys know who he is already. Like, he's you're not going to get in front of him. Like that, you don't want to be there. So, <clears throat> P. Ryan takes the ball, presses it to the outside, and, and White overall, like obviously, you know, Beckton gets his hands on him. He does a good job being that force guy to make P. Ryan cut back inside, cuts back inside, avoids twenty-one, cuts it upfield. P. Ryan, uh, we'll talk about him a little bit. Overall, positive game. Did he do anything overall really impressive? A play or two, maybe, but uh, nothing great, you know. Had a few bad plays, had a few good plays. I think this is the best he's looked. 
I think overall, like when he has played, he's been a, he's been meh type. But back then, block Andrew's bad. Okay. <clears throat> See, um, Becton zero step. It was surprising that he does that more uh, as much as he does in the NFL where they let him cross over, but he, and there's times where I can show it, I can show it more, but there, I, I think I have already. There's times where his technique is bad, where his feet are crossing over one another, which you really don't want, especially in that contact window that I call it. And he'll get caught in that contact window, but he's so goddamn big that it doesn't even matter. So there's times where, yeah, his technique is great. Power is great. Um, but there are times where his tech, his his overall size judges win him blocks. And that's why I said on this podcast, on Scott Mason's podcast a lot, that I said even with average technique, he, he could be a pro baller. And if he becomes above average in his technique, he's elite, one of the top tackles in the NFL, which this year he already is considered like a top 15, top 20 tackle, um, which is awesome, you know. So he'll get better at his technique too. Um, but zero step crossover, quick to get outside. Hands inside, tight elbows. Again, you really want to work those those tight elbows. You don't want your elbows to be wide. You're not going to have as much power. You really want to get under guys and lift them. He gets under them, uh, lifts them. Again, and if Becton gets under you, you're 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 screwed. Throws him outside, but because because of um, because of Andrews, who doesn't really help. You have you have 91 Oliver, who's really shooting to penetrate that a gap. Again, a more aggressive penetrating type defense. You have he has to really um, you know, cross shove, whatever, help McGovern in the A gap. He doesn't help McGovern enough. Obviously, McGovern is, is a you know quicker dude and he can't he can't cover that A gap. Andrews doesn't help him enough. Oliver throws a rip and just scrapes down the line of scrimmage to blow up the run. He feels the you know the the the, the zone blocking coming. Scrapes down the line of scrimmage, so he is forced to to you know cut the ball where he does. So Becton's block doesn't look as good as it does. Now, if he if he's able to cut him off and get play side leverage and Becton throws this guy outside, you're attacking this bubble right here. There's no defender. So that's what would be happening. Um, again, leverage, he'd push him outside. He climbs, he climbs, and it's a different run. But because Andrews didn't do his job, um, this is why this run gets blown up. It's, it's the little things. Two more plays at Becton. 4043. Uh Becton block, it's I put. <laughs> All right. Again, just the power. Shotgun. 55 drops back. That's obviously his his assignment. He's reading him. As soon as he drops back, eyes go inside, sees his victim. There's really no re- there's no necessarily need for him to block this, but there's really nothing else he's going to. Um, uh, obviously, he's not just going to do nothing, so he's going to want to lay the wood a little bit. Drops, forearms, arms into him, right into the ribs, right uh, the, or the left into the ribs, the right probably onto the front uh, ribs area. And again, this is the power of Becton. Guys who are 300-ish pounds getting literally lifted off of their feet and just tossing them. Um, and then Donald hits uh, whoever this is, uh, Barrios, on second and 13 for two yards, <laughs> or whatever that is right there. Next. 
All right. Back to block. And again, I'm not, there's a guy who does like our, our, the plays and like puts up a bunch of stuff. Like you don't have to put back then block, back then block, back then block, just back then segment this guy segment, because I don't really put, these aren't really true descriptions. There's just, there's just to know where to label my stuff and put them into categories. Um, so I want to run through my categories one through 56, send me a bunch of different directions. So Again, this 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 play doesn't not work out for for multiple reasons. Um, with the run being a lead out like a lead zone, lead outside zone, Andrew's not getting um, leverage to the play side is or where he wants to, which is the play side gap, which is the B gap, um, is not helping this run out. So that kind of blows up from the start, um, and that's really all it is. It, it, this is Andrews. If if he were to get in front of his guy, you have uh, uh, Van Roten doesn't necessarily win, but if if the run was outside here, it wouldn't really matter. McGovern climbs, gets leverage. You'd have you'd have Wesco who's leading. Um, you have Beckton who threw his guy outside, but Andrews does not win. Um, he takes a he takes like a drop step and then tries to cross over his. He's going to cross over his feet right here. So you want to see him scooch right here. Um, yeah, I want to see him scooch. Guy's quicker to get into his chest. It's it's not necessarily the easiest play to make, but overall, that's why they didn't win. Beckton, that zero step he likes to do. Good job not crossing over his feet. Really good job right there. Again, you you want to um, have more of a balanced base, so you don't necessarily want to cross over your feet. He's he's allowed to a little bit, but gets outside. With like a modified gallop. Right hand inside the chest, one arm. This is just this is just core torque circular force power. Again, you have you have the lift, you have the push, you have the pull, you have the you have the circular force um, torque, and this is just all torque. Throws a guy one arm, and literally again, how many yards is this? One, two, th three, four, five, six, seven. Eight gets his hands on again and <laughs> gets his hands on again into the shoulder and throws him out of the screen. Like he moved this guy from inside of the left hash all the way to the bottom of farther than the bottom of the numbers. That is ridiculous. Like he, oh, uh, he is fun to watch. I don't care that our best, best players are left tackle. He's fun as hell. <laughs> he really is. Um, Mims, as you can see, the Mims shirt um, is my second star. Uh, again, did he have a crazy game? No, but first first game, uh, four receptions, 42 yards. I'll, you know, I'll take it. By the way, I had this right here. I always say it's like my friends. When I get my new house. I, I don't forget what the good game this is from, but this is from MetLife. This accidentally fell off. Accidentally. And uh, it's going to hold my beer in my man cave. So this is, um, this is from MetLife. This is from the, I wish I got one from the old stadium, but that's, that's, that's in waiting. I'm, I'm, that's going to get drilled into a wall soon. So I don't know why I'm talking about a lot of this just random stuff. This is from an, also a Jets game. Let's see what else I have in reach from a Jets game. Season ticket lanyards from whenever the hell I don't know. I gotta. I, I'm messing the corner of my room right here. So, uh, next, 
Mims, four uh, receptions, 42 yards. Like I said, I don't know why I just showed you some random stuff, but that's what just happened. Uh, three plays of Mims. Again, we went over him a little bit in some of the other plays, and we're going to go over him again in some of the, the upcoming plays. Mims, 16 yards, Darnold throw. Okay, so this is a positive from Darnold, probably too. Okay, so um, Mims on the bottom right here. Again, tighter split. They, they're playing him a lot in different places, which, again, I like to see. He's on um, – whites in coverage and man coverage um it's it's not the best coverage um i'm not sure if trey white's eyes are inside a little bit too much he looks at mims there does he look back inside i'm not sure if he does or not but he is um committing a little bit too deep too early in my opinion like where his hips are open right here but i do like that mims is pressing upfield and he kind of um alters his route pace slows it down a little bit Fast, slower, break. Again, his his he starts to break at the 35 and really starts to round it out to like the 32, 31. So I like to see him make a little bit sharper breaks. Um in his first game. Again, he's probably he's probably overthinking his routes and things like that and just trying to get to his spots. So this will get cleaned up. It's a little bit rounded for me, um, just overall, but still fast, eh. It wasn't that fast. He didn't really do that drive. Phase. He didn't really, the drive phase wasn't great. It, 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 that's an okay route. It's not a great route. Um, Trey White just didn't play that overly well, let's be honest. Breaks inside. The one thing I do like, though, again, attack the ball. And you can see some of like his extension that he gets, attacks it, brings it down even while he's getting tackled. So good job on that. You can see the route again from, from this view. Again, not the, not the craziest route. I just don't think Trey White plays it too well. Again, being fair. Darnold. Again, this play action is not selling anybody. And a part of that is, one, he's expecting pressure, and two, that could be the, the hearing footsteps type thing. So you pull balls early when you're expecting pressure, but he does, he does it almost every time. So play action is not sold really well ever. Um, P. Ryan blitzing uh, safety with 54 coming in too. Darnold's reading the field. Obviously, sees that pressure in the corner of his eye. Slides to the left. Throws the ball. Again, this is not any perfect accuracy because it needs to be a general accuracy type throw. Just put it on Mims. But good job sliding a little bit, not stepping up into the pressure and getting hit. So good job feeling that. One slide over. Throw it. Put it on him. Extension to the ball. Catch. Tuck. And, uh, and he secures it again. Just a little stuff. Um, I think I have one criticism here when I watch this again, actually. Yeah, so I like the extension to the ball. I like the, like, he has really good body control and things like that. I would like to see his hands a little bit tighter. That was, that was two catches, I believe, that I saw this. Where his hands are getting a little bit too wide. Again, not like Chris Herndon, where his, where his hands are like freaking. His hands are like this trying to catch a ball, which makes no sense. Um, but his hands are getting a little bit wide. Do you see how the, the nose of that football? And again, people think I'm being too critical. That's fine. This is, this is what I do. Do you see that ball squirts through a little bit right there? See that where he catches the midpoint of the ball? You want to catch the tip of the ball. Just, just a little thing that I got from the slow motion. 
but really good job tucking it in because a lot of guys wouldn't tuck it in right away. And Trey wiping a good corner comes up to punch that. And you see that if he didn't tuck it in as quickly as he did, the ball went right into that fist. So you've been bringing the ball in, up, up comes the fist, pops it out. That would happen to a lot of guys. So good job catching, tucking. This little, again, really, really little things because Trey White would have punched that out if he didn't do that. Awesome job. Uh, again, some things can improve uh, overall, but this is first game, 25. I really like Mims, though. I think he's going to be a, a legit receiver. 11 yards, Fant beat. Yeah, Fant didn't have a great game this game. Eh. All right, so... Um, Trey left right here with the, with the tight end or, or, or Y trips, you can call it. I actually call it Y trips. And it's like a Y off kind of Y off trips, whatever. I don't care that much about formations and what they're exactly called sometimes. I'm not going to go crazy into that stuff. I don't think you guys care. But like, oh, well, you know, when he did that, Y trips left formation or Y off trips left, whatever. A little bit of like a like a of like a divide concept right here with with uh, Mims and whoever that is maybe Herndon. The divide. He's gonna sit down. He's gonna cut out. Is there anything special about the route? Good dry face. Yeah, that's a, this is a better route um, for Mims. I, I like this route more than the last two. Shoulder over his toes. He is he's he's pumping. He's selling deep right now. So good job selling deep and keeping this this DB off of him. And good break outside. This is better. You could see that he could drop his hips a little bit more. His hips are a little bit high there into the break, but and and the drive phase is a little bit far outside of his outside of his frame. Where again, break drive, but again, it's it's a, this is like a speed out, so he doesn't he doesn't really take a stop step. So it's going to be a little bit rounded. But overall, that break right there for him pumping going full speed is pretty good break. Like the drive foot's not, it's not completely under his frame, but he does get his line step in line right there. Where he, again, he starts his break at the 23, 22, or it's 23, and finishes his break at the 21. That's a two yard break. That's not bad. The other one we saw was like five, six yards. So good job. Catch the ball, tuck. Again, catch, tuck, turn up field. First down. So um, I really like this route, actually. Really selling deep. Boom. Nice break. Good job. This this spot, uh, Becton gets beat a little bit here too. Um, he sees the pressure from the, from the, the B gap, so he tries to get like hands on both guys. It looks like he might have his hand on the right, right, the right side right here. Shoots high. Again, his hands land a little bit high, and the problem with that is, again, the surface area, you know, higher on the shoulders is not as good, um, and they're easily able to just if the, if the, if the guy – you know, swipes upwards um, or wipes it, as some people call it. I, I actually call it wipe it. If you, if you wipe it up, um, you don't have as much kind of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you don't have as much wiggle room where like, okay, if my hand's on the chest and the guy hits my hand upward, I can reset uh, now I'm in the neck area, the, the, v of the, the V of the neck, as I call it, um, where if you're high and your hand gets wiped up, you don't, you're not, there's nothing there. That's air. So hand a little bit high. He gets pushed back in Darnold a little bit, and then you have um, 
fan right here too. His forty-five degree sets are are too too, too frequent. People people are starting to get him. You you, you could if you press outside on a fan and then you can cross his face. He gets beat inside too much. Forty-five degree set. Starts to open up a little bit too soon. Guy chops the outside arm, spin inside. He he needs to start chaining up his sets, whether it be whether it be vertical, um, jump sets, even if it's a forty-five degree set, or even if it, there's a there's a uh, um a, a, a what is the what is the technical terminology a uh, a vert a vert jump whatever the hell it is where you're in a vertical set and then jump a guy um I forget what it's called like a uh, there's some terminology I'll get I'll get back to you on that one I forget exactly what it is but there's a terminology for that um. Again, momentum's taking him outside. Kind of flex that momentum inside, hit on Darnold. But he uh, does a good job getting on Mims. Again, the footwork, it's never going to be great. The, the wind-up's there a little bit too. It's not, it's not as, as bad as it was, but a little bit of that windmill motion. I like that the hallway is at least pointed right here where he's getting the hallway pointed. But this left foot is not driving towards his target. Again, it's to the side. It's, a, it's, it's not as dramatic here, but you, again, to the side. He's throwing from a completely open position, you know, step in the bucket. This is a lot of arm. You're not creating that whip-like motion as much as you could. But good route from Mims, definitely, on that play. Uh, 26, fade versus white. This isn't a necessarily a good play, um, but didn't want to show it. Right up here on the top. Don't put it far outside. Um, if he was going to win, he was going to be outside. He could he, he could have put a little bit more to the back shoulder of, of Mims here um, if he did read his leverage right here, if he did want to try to put it on him. But if he was just like going to say, okay, you're either going to beat him to the outside here or, or nothing, I, I get that throw. Um, but Mims, stretch release. The only thing I don't like about this release is that this foot kind of splits backwards. Um, you be And that... And that doesn't threaten him as much as it as it would if this if he aggressively drove off this foot and then and then did the stretch release. So um, the fact that, that foot goes backwards doesn't threaten as much because it, it delays it delays a little bit and it, and it gives the corner some breathing room. Stretch release inside. Now once you do that, which is you know fine, it's it's an okay it's an okay release. Again, could have been a little bit more threatening, could have a little bit more onto the toes of of White. White stays patient. The thing you have to make sure you do is he has to defeat the hands. So he really has to chop this hand. It looks like his hand gets on him to just push him up the field. Um, but with a guy, you know, obviously with good corners, stronger guys, you're not going to be able to physically dominate them all the time. So that's what he's trying to do right here. But you got to defeat that outside arm. Um, get that get that position to the to the outside uh, or vertical. Let him throw it to your um, either lead you or to your back shoulder. He tries to get physical. Doesn't work for White. A ball is thrown to where Donald thinks he's going to win if he does win, and it's uh, no touchdown. Which, by the way, I I always and I I, ne I always do it. I don't know how uh, I'm not condoning betting, but I don't know how, how other people do it. But I usually do like parlays. Like I'll do like three bets a week, like one parlay with like six, seven, eight teams for a big hit. I hit once every like five, six weeks. It makes up for the times I lose. Smaller money, bigger odds, or, or uh, smaller money, you know, big money, or for smaller money for big money. Then I do like the three games I think are guarantees, put a lot of money on that. Um, just like money line or whatever. If I really like a spread, I'll put the spread in there for extra uh, odds boost. And then I'll always do like 
for whatever reason, and I always tell myself I'm not going to do it. I do the first touchdown score of the Jets and things like that, and I'm always like, I, I barely run on this. It's not going to freaking happen. The, the, the one week, um, Barrios got the first touchdown versus the Colts, but it, but really it was Xavier Rhodes because he got the pick six. This week, I had I had everybody on the Jets. I had like Crowder, Crowder or not Crowder. Sorry, uh, I had like Barrios, Gore, Mims, and whoever else and of course uh, they throw it to Mims he doesn't get it and then P. Ron runs it for a touchdown so my like, god the one guy I didn't pick on the Jets offense like I doubt of course his first touchdown of the season oh, whatever um, that's why I don't do that I, I hate the first touchdown score um, Q is my first stud of the game the guy who again I'll address the, the trade rumors really quickly they're stupid uh, I don't I, who did what? Okay, well, Mims, well, he, well, he, he, you know, Manish said it's not happening, but then Connor Hughes and Brian Costello, who I think are mouthpieces of Gates a little bit, maybe not. I moved definitely Costello. I'm not going to say Hughes definitely is, but Costello is 100 percent a mouthpiece of Gates. It's embarrassing. Um, they said it's they said they said it's not true. And then Gates comes out and says it's not true, but I don't care about all that stuff because that can that can happen, and then he can get traded tomorrow, uh, just like Adam Gates or. or uh, what is it called? Um, Jamal Adams is the future of the team. They're going to re-sign him. He gets traded. Like I don't care about all this stuff because none of it means anything. It's all, it's all, it's all coach speak and all this stupid crap. Like I don't. Who cares? Uh, if it happens, it happens. I don't think it's going to happen for a second round pick. Uh, and I will call out Bucky Brooks for this. He said, "Oh well, he's been a major disappointment and not very productive. He hasn't been watching this season because he is. If you look at all the for the stat nerds out there, um, the the." PFF grades, the run stop percentage, the the win rate percentage of with pressures, he's all he's up there. He, he's up there. He's making plays. He has what th- four sacks this season? Three sacks? Three? I think he's like three, three and a half sacks, four sacks, whatever. I think it's four sacks or no three. If, and at the Broncos game, he could have had another one if it wasn't a penalty. So he had like four sacks or even three in seven games. If he ends if he ends with six, seven sacks and is one of the best run stuffers in the league, if you get seven sacks and the third best win rate on run stuffing. Like he's a really good defensive tackle already. And he's 22 years old and in second year um, in a system that one, there are games replaced 55%, which I addressed last week and two that he is. And I've showed it before. Um, pl- or I think I showed it before. I, I could show it even more obviously, but I'm not going to show a bunch of plays where people aren't winning a bunch of plays where he's eating up double teams, a bunch of plays where he's stunting to get guys like Hewitt, or guys like Fadokasi or even guys like McClendon when he was here um, to loop around him. So when you're the picker, you're not expected to win. Like you can win, but it's, it's rare. It's few and far between. So he's in a system that doesn't necessarily play him all the time with guys who are not, you know, um, helping him in terms of him getting those advantageous one-on-one matchups because he's having to eat up double teams. And then two, and then three, he's not having, he doesn't have edge rushers who are, who are pinching um, on the quarterback to make him step up in the queue. He has guys who aren't winning on the edge and then he just able to, the quarterbacks are just able to scramble um, outside the pocket. So he's not helped at all. And he's still putting up good numbers. So for him to be traded for a second round pick, I would lose a lot of faith in Joe Douglas. Let's be completely, I'll be completely honest with that. Again, I'm not, I'm not going crazy on him with, oh, well, the Jets have $30 million or $25 million and, and there's guys sitting in free agency who he could have signed. Okay, you're going to sign. He, 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 in my opinion, he saw what the Jets are. He embraced the tank, like punted on the season. Like he knew it was going to happen. Signing a guy like Logan Ryan and Clowney is just going to kick money or, or kick money from the future that you have um, that you can roll over into next year. Um, into years future or in, in, into 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 uh, oncoming years uh, that you can't use. So signing a Logan Ryan, what would this team go from 
0 and 16 to 1 and 15 would he have won us one game you know or, or clown he was doing nothing with the titans or all oh, the offensive line and this and that like okay again could he have signed conklin sure is fant playing ba- bad no i think he's been okay i think that's a good signing for douglas um and who says that conklin would have again it's not madden you know the broncos offered conklin I mean, the, the Browns offer Conklin, whatever, $11 million. If the Jets offered him 11.5, he would have came here. It's not how it works. He could have got a call from the Jets, laughed and hung up, or the agent. So um, I'm not as, you know, down on Douglas as other people are, but to go back in the direction I was just, you know, going towards, um, if he did trade Q for a second-round pick, I would lose a lot of faith in him. Um, even if he was a trade for a late first, I wouldn't be happy. I, I think I need a top 20 top 15 draft pick for Q because I think he is that good. Uh, go back and all of and if you want to do a little research, you know, go back into all the last, you know, three, four, five drafts, look at the second round defensive tackles. And then if you want to go into the stats and you want to look up the run weight, the, the run rate win percentages and pass rush rate win percentage, all that stuff, and compare any of those second round defensive tackles to, to Q or even a late first round, have fun. Have fun, uh, especially considering his age and, and what he's doing. Uh, it's stupid. It's stupid. Uh, second round pick, I would be furious, absolutely furious. So, getting into Quinn Williams, good timing, obviously. I queued it up. Um, Q hidden production. This is this is just this is just the start. It two uh, I right here. I ha- I hate the green on green. I hate the white on green. I don't like to be completely honest with the Jets earlier. I don't like the green. I I I think the green is a little bit ugly. Um, I like the black. I like the white. Not a big green, not a big green guy. I'm, I'm just, I'm not like, I'm, I'm good on different greens. Like the, the Eagles green's nice. Um, the Jets green, this green, eh, I'm not, I'm not the hugest fan. I think I like the last green better, to be honest. I think the last green is more of like that forest green. This one's like a, eh, I don't, I don't know. But Step up the field, sees the double team coming, the combo block coming. Leverage, tight elbows, hands inside. Anchors down. Again, sees the double team coming. What do you want to do? You're trying to fight through it. Sure, then you might get blown off the ball. You want to anchor down. You want to drop your hips. You want to work off the insteps. What does he do? Gets into one guy. He 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 attacks he he attacks the uh the uh the high leg right here. Attacks the first guy. Attacking the first guy, one, he's able to sit it down. He's not, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't split him, which you can split him, but uh, attacks the one guy, which doesn't allow him to, pat, to, to get to the second level. Sucks in this guy a little bit as well because of it. They, they don't create movement on him or a lot of movement. Drops his weight, rips this guy to the ground because he's helping and looking towards the second level when to peel off of this block, because now he's the postman where he's supposed to be the high leg and he was supposed to be the post. Now it's, now it's high and post kind of kind of switch responsibilities here based on what Q does, but Q drags them both down. He throws him off, off balance. He literally throws this guy to his, to his knees. Now Q goes down too, but anytime you can, you can win and take out one guy for two or two guys for one is great. So um, great power right here. Good job working off the instep. Good job dropping your weight, throwing down, getting two guys off balance, and and stuffing the run. Again, they 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 wanted to they wanted to block Q, pass Q off to either one of these guys, and then pick up Hewitt and have a big hole here through the through the through the what the the B gap, but Q 
Q is barely moved by a double team and, and throws two guys into the ground or one off balance and, and two and the first one into the ground. So hidden production, did he get the tackle here? No. Did he completely blow up that run? Yes. You know, so that's the stuff that matters that the Bucky Brooks out there and all these guys who comment who there's no time. There's absolutely no way they, and it is their jobs. So they have more time than I do, but to go through all these games and watch all these players, it's impossible. So I just think if you don't know about a subject, I, I would, I would, uh, as Drake would say, like whatever the, tw- the Twitter fingers, trigger fingers, just even hide away your, your, your Twitter fingers. I'm, I'm not big into, into rap really. But so I don't know the exact, <laughs> I don't know the, the exact line is there. Um, but yeah, I just uh, store away your, your Twitter fingers, especially if you don't know what you're talking about. And I, I think Bucky, like he's been in organizations he played, like he, he was, well, I know, I know, uh, I don't know if he's a scout or not. He played in the NFL, so I know he's talking about, but I, I doubt he watches the Jets games as far as he should if he's saying Q is not playing, severe disappointment. That's a joke. It's an absolute joke. There's no if, and the nuts or buts are about it. He's just not watching. So, um, cover six right here where you have where you have people quarter quarter half some people call it uh 42 some people call it um cover six again a bunch of different names um he's in man coverage basically on any vertical from the two two runs vertical and again so may had a decent game but plays like this are not good like this is the stuff they don't notice on the broadcast but may open his hips up too much right here Again, want to see him stay over the top. I, again, I hate people opening their hips too early. Opens up his hips too early. Skinny post. And if Josh Allen was not pressured right here, this is on the inside and he's either a big gain. Maybe he does recover and tackle him or a touchdown. You know? So, he, he, but he was not able to throw that because he felt pressure. Who did he feel pressure from? Quentin Williams. Ball is thrown outside. So, again, did he save the touchdown? Maybe. You know, I, or I think so. If, if, if Josh Allen was looking that way, I think Josh Allen should have had an anticipation right here just based on leverages and reading that and knowing that your guy's going to break inside in his hips, you're going to anticipate your guy to win in the inside to the inside. So a good quarterback throws the ball and anticipates this um, and doesn't have to necessarily even throw it now. But if, and I know there's a Bills fans who watch this again, Josh Allen's taking steps up in the right direction, but I don't love Josh Allen still. I don't think he's some MVP type candidate. I, again, I'm fair with Jets players. I'm fair. I'll be fair with anybody I watch, but a good quarterback reads the leverages here and makes this throw. Q pressures him. He doesn't see it, or he does see it and he just glances to the left. He looks like he reads, reads middle, but. Q, loose three, rushes against the left guard. Stacks, sees the uh, sees the pass, the play action. The stack turns into a rip. Running back chips him. He's able to uh, get under his guy, continue with that rip. Again, good bend right here um, for a 300-pound dude. Bends. He he feels these, this guy getting top heavy, throws the hump move, rip into a hump. Which again, if you're just if you're in a rip, then um, you're gonna feel his weight leaning it, leaning that side. You're just gonna go under, switch your arm, throw him over the top, get inside. There's inside out, there's inside or out, outside hump moves, but inside hump move, arm over, 
pressure. So Josh Allen feels that and that's why he moves. Again, do you force the throw away instead of a potential 35-yard touchdown, 36-yard touchdown? It's the little things. Now, obviously, you want to see the sacks and the sacks and the run stuffs and things like that have been there. It's not like they're not there. Um, the whole, oh, he's a penalty machine is it, some of the penalties have been super soft. I mean, you see him hit, hitting guys who, and immediately put, he's putting his hands up because every freaking penalties on him are ridiculous sometimes. Q run stuff. Again, 2I. Offensive lineman steps inside. He matches. Hands inside. Gets under him. Stacks him. Eyes eyes peeking inside. Doesn't know where the running back cuts. Checks checks if he's bending the run back. Doesn't see him cutting to the backside. Sees his track. Whatever. I don't think. I, I think he doesn't see the body right here. So he knows he's cutting into the inside. And just pulls the 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 guard through. Um, Jerks him through. Obviously, pull getting blocked into him helps, but he was still going to get off of that. <coughs> um, tracks on the running back for the for the tackle. So there's two things that help him here: pull, and then uh, the what was it? the uh, the crack block on pull. Um, the crack blocker being in that gap and the running back running into him helps too. But he's still able to to shed that and tackle him again. For him to just be able to stand up 65 like this and just treat him like a child. Oh, not there. Like like just just this little motion of like. Stack him. Eh, I'm going to check. Nope. Other side. Like that's like, <laughs> he's good, man. He's good. Don't let people, again, if I have to get all the Nani's numbers and stuff like that for you guys to believe me, that that's, that's fine. You can obviously a lot of you guys follow him already. Um, he puts up plenty of stats of, of this percentage or that percentage versus this guy. He's one of the most productive guys in the first two years of his career. And even in the NFL right now, he's one of the most productive guys. So I'm going to pause real quick. I'll be back in two seconds for you guys. A couple minutes for me. Oh, my screen's not wide enough for the pause. And now it's there. All right, we're back. I do, uh, got a work email that I need to check real quick. Q, QB hit. Okay. Right here, 2I. Power. One step up field, obviously, obviously notices the the uh, the drag hand right here. The the left guard is sliding to his left or shuffling to his left, um, so the center is going to be coming over to block him. Defeats the the drag hand right here. Chops it down. Tries to penetrate the a gap. Center leans again. Another hump move. Gets his left arm under the armpit. Lifts him up. Arm over. Quarterback hit. Quarterback throws away the ball. Again, watch how quick this happens, though. No impact. He makes no impact. He's a bust. He's a, he's a disappointment for what he is expected to be. Uh, 40, three more plays of Q. All right. Q sack.
Oh, by the way, too, I, I this is something I wanted to mention, like the first thing. Uh, today, well, I'm recording this and you guys will hear this today, unless I have something really screws up my internet. 28th, first Monday of every month, so the second. So the next show you're going to hear me do is a live show, 6 p.m. October, or sorry, November 2nd with Kyle Smith. Um, assuming everything goes right that day, I'm hoping I get out at the correct time. Six is the time it's supposed to start. The latest, if it's not on by six, it might be on at six thirty. I, I I doubt it is going to be, but there's a very very low chance at six thirty. But six o'clock, um, November second. Again, call in. I'll put the call number on the screen again. Interact. You guys have been uh, supporting us really well. Um, there, I've only done you know two or three of them. We started doing them like August or whatever, doing them once a month. Uh, so Kyle will be on for 12 shows a year. And then obviously he'll be on for a couple other ones. Um, but we do like the top 25 players on the team, superlative stuff like that. One of these live shows though, whether it be one of the Monday shows or whatever it is going to be, uh, Marcus Coleman, again, former jet played 11 years in the NFL is I, I would consider him a personal friend at this point, uh, text each other about things and arming the jets and all this crap. Um, so he will be on if I ask him to come on, he'll definitely do it for us. Uh, so, uh, one of those shows you can interact with Marcus Coleman call, talk to him, ask him questions. I'll reiterate them to, uh, to him on YouTube, whatever. He's a really good dude. Um, friend of mine. So sack here though, for Q. Um, rushes against the left guard. Notices the center slide, attacks the A-gap. Club with the left arm, club, rip. Oh, actually, sorry. Let me let me correct myself. He doesn't notice the A-gap open. It's a stunt, another stunt. So there's a TT stunt right here. So he wants to come upfield, cross the face, pull the left guard, pick the center. So so they're left in a bind where he's penetrating, but these guys both have to pick him up where Shepard is going to loop around, um, which, you know, McClendon not getting traded or getting traded. You know, I love McClendon, but it's going to give more opportunity for guys like Shepard, like Fadokasi. Shepard's been a disappointment this year, so maybe he lights it up a little bit more. Rip carries him, picks the guard, so he can't pick him. He can't pick him up. Hand on. The center tries to pick up uh, Shepard because Q got his hand on, pushed him, chopped the arm down. Now the now the a gap is open. So good job getting his hand on to create that movement. Chop. Now it's open. He's going to push through it, cross his hips. Oh, never mind. See, I, I, again, I, these things I watch raw. That's what I thought was going to happen. Sees he was going to do that. Allen scrambles out to his left again. Sorry for the sloppy analysis on this one. I'm watching it snap by snap where you are. So I anticipated what was going to happen. But good, good, good uh, job chopping the arm right there, getting hands on. Eyes on Allen. Sees him scrambling out. Drops his hips. Throws out the right foot. Works off the instep. Again, throwing your weight this way and then and then creating that whip-like motion, throwing this guy and going the opposite way is great uh, technique. Throws him. Athleticism, again, lateral athleticism. And picks up the sack again. Club rip into the pick, defeats the hands. Active eyes, see Allen scrambling out. Athleticism to dive for that, uh, that sack. Good job. A little bit sloppy. Uh, 50 run stuff 
I should watch that. At least so usually why you see me watch the whole play and then do it because I can at least see a little bit. Again, stuffing stuffing things in the run game. Hands inside the guard. Tight elbows. Power. Lifts them up. Scrapes in the line of scrimmage. Eyes in the backfield. Pulls them down. Pulls them down. Penetrates the A-gap. Sees the running back's track right into the running back. And you and you can see him prepare for that running back cutting back right there too. You see you see how he starts to widen, work off the instep, and then he he's going to get his hand. To, he's going to get his hand onto the inside right here to hump move him and then get to the inside. That's exactly what he's going to do right there. Then he notices the running back um, continuing on a, on a track he was on. Nope. Chase him down. Tackle. Really, really good. Jets spot drop Q rush. Okay, so this is a negative of the defense. So much spot dropping. The defense is frustrating. And people are like, oh, it's Avery. It's oh, it's Hewitt. And there's times where it is. But the the they've been terrible this year. Like the linebackers and the coverage have looked bad, like the worst I've ever seen. They're bad in coverage, but they're not that bad in coverage. Again, it's just it's just simple things that the because of the spot dropping that they're not picking up. Again, you have three guys right here. And what is it? It's going to be cover three. He didn't take anything vertical. He takes vertical. So he's going to, he's going to read two to two to three. He's going to match two or, or the, sorry, the three becomes two. So he's going to match that. Somebody has to pick up the three in the seam, which should be pool pool should see the three cutting out. That's not his responsibility more. That's going to be um, the, the curl to flat. Curl to flat picks up, picks up three, which becomes two. He's going to pick up two, which becomes three. I'm talking about pool. He matches it up the seam, and then the play is over. Because at this point, look, you, well, if you, you'd have one-on-one, you'd have him match this guy in the flat. You'd have him match him in the flat. You'd have him vertical. You'd have him match the three in the seam. What happens? They spot drop. He gets behind pool in the seam, open completion. So if, you know, maybe if that didn't happen and the Jets can actually cover, then look, it's a sack. So sorry, you have four things working against Q. Playing time, the guys around him in terms of him having to two-gap more and stunt more, um, which makes him less opportunities to just penetrate gaps, which he's good at. Third thing is Ed Rocher is not making him step up and step the quarterback step up into the pocket into the pressure that he's providing. And four, you have uh, defensive backs who cannot cover or, or linebackers who cannot cover or a defensive coordinator doesn't call the correct defense, all three of those things, which allow the quarterbacks to drop back, three-step drop, hitch, throw the ball, five-step drop, hitch, throw the ball, play action, turn, fire. Like, and and I've showed, I showed that last week, I think, too, where he's getting there and the quarterback just gets rid of the ball so quickly because we can't cover. So, again, steps inside, notices the slide, left guard picking him up, um, gets his hand on and, like, clubs him kind of, it looks like in the face a little bit here, right here, but whatever. Clubs him. The, uh, the guard tries to uh, match him, you know, as, as he's coming to the B gap. Gets top heavy. Q gets his hands under and just, again, lifts him. Lifts him. 
lifts him again. Good, good bend and power. Lifts him up into an arm over. Gets the hit, but because we can't cover, it's not a sack. It's a QB hit. So again, good secondary sack, and now he has four on the season. Oh well, now he has four, and oh the, the penalty versus the Broncos, which is bullshit. Now he has five sacks in seven games, and oh my god, he's gonna get ten sacks this year. And then he finishes with ten sacks, and oh my god, he's such a great player. But he's on the Jets and all this stuff, and maybe he has seven. Like it's all situational, like context. Like you have to look at what it is. So that's why, like, all the stats, like, okay, good team, good good scheme. Maybe he has 10, 11, 12 sacks. Jets, he could have six and be playing just as well. Um, the bad from the offense, this is where a big chunk of it comes in. Um, actually, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 plays on Donald. That's really not that much, actually. Um, so let's run through that. Um, and he, and I put him in the bad, not because he was terrible. I, I think in I say bad in terms of him with my expectations of like him having to play really really well to not take Lawrence. This is this this game would still be if I had like if I had to like put games in a category like not good enough not good enough to prove he's he's a uh, or, or not playing well enough to to not draft Lawrence and then a category playing well enough to, to draft, to, to not draft Lawrence. Did I say that right? Playing well enough to not draft Lawrence and a category of not playing well enough to not draft Lawrence. <laughs> I don't know if I'm strong. My head is everywhere. Playing well enough. I this is how I should say it. Play enough, playing well enough to skip on Lawrence or not playing well enough where you have to take Lawrence two categories. A lot. Of, I would say, f- you know, four out of five of these games, he's not played well enough to skip on Lawrence. Uh, that's my opinion. The, the the Niners game was okay. Like that's it. It wasn't great. Like he hasn't had a great game this year. He's had a good play or two, not, or even more than that. Good, a good, a few good plays in games, but nothing impressive enough to not take a, a generational type guy. Um. So uh, getting into him. Um, 12 for 23, 120 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. Um, could have had a touchdown. He missed it. Um, the two picks, the one was definitely on him. The second one, the, the one at the end of the game, the ball got deflected at the line of scrimmage. I'm not going to kill him for that. That that happens. So let's look at the first play. Um, again, there's, there's good and bad in here. Again, this wasn't his, this is probably, uh, uh second best game. This is not, we call best. I would say the Niners is his best game. And then this game, the Bills game, were like they were not good. They were not as bad as the Colts Broncos games. The Colts Broncos game, I would say the Colts game was his was his worst game. I think that that game, the Broncos game, were terrible. This is a good play, play action, roll out, see the pressure, plant read the the leverages and fire and this is this is good like this is good reading of of leverage you have the you have the whoever this is matching him with the db you have the other db matching the flat and then you have uh this receiver which i think is perryman on the over so nobody's matching perryman so good job reading that quickly firing getting rid of the ball putting it on him good job easy as that i'll be fair this is where the Jets actually ran some, and then there's benefits and non-play action. It's it's good. It fakes out teams. You know, it sucks up it sucks up coverages. It also takes your eyes off of those coverages if you don't have a good offensive line. You know, let's blitzers in. 
without Donald being able to read them. So there's positives and negatives of play action, but play action rolls out, sees 97, uh, <clears throat> you know, rushing him, plants, and you see his eyes are left first, quickly looks middle and fires. This is the decisions I want to see. Oh, he's open, throw it. That, that's how quick it's got to be. Puts it on him. He, he saw that read for a split second and, and hit it. So good job right there by Donald. Okay, play number six. Oh, man. Yeah, Donald's slow through reads. Okay, so this is the play where Mims is obviously opening the flat. Um, based on pre-snap, I don't, I, don't, I don't have an issue with him. And again, this is based on the flexibility or, or, or lack of flexibility but that, uh, that you have, that, that he's allowed to have. Two versus two, you have, you have, you have, you have um, Herndon and Griffin, which Herndon's in the backfield again. Some, some creativity with the offense versus Tredavious White and the safety. This is not necessarily a matchup you want to go against with Trey White. So it does get the flexibility to read left to right. It depends on the route concepts. If you have two shorter routes, you want to read those them, them, them quicker than two maybe longer developing routes, things like that. So does he have the flexibility to check which, what he reads first pre-snap? I'm not sure um, what, he's, what he's provided in the Jets offense, but even if he's not able to uh, kind of change that, like if, if Gase, Loggins, whatever is requiring him to read right first in this play, you have to be quicker through your reads. If he cuts out, he's here, and he's over top on the goal line, you know that this is not open now. And even – even well, actually, sorry. You have three guys in coverage versus two who, who drop. You have the linebacker who pre-snap you if, – if you're looking to this side, you're looking at matchups. You have Trey White, you have him, and you, you have potentially a linebacker. Could he be an overhang? Could he be rushing? Yes. Could he not be rushing and dropping a coverage? Yes. So once he drops into coverage, if you're reading right, which he reads middle, then right, you see – it's a little bit too quick on the trigger there. You see two guys on, on, on Griffin. He's outside. He's over the top. You have this linebacker over the top. So at this point, like really this quick or even quicker, let's see even at the, the, the bottom of the hitch, you see this. He's cutting out. He's here. He's here. He's over top. This is done. Get off of this read. Go to the left. Now, Honestly, now he looks to the middle and sees Barrios. Barry, he could have hit Barrios. It would have been a tight window. He could have hit Barrios. Um, maybe. Again, that's it's a little bit ticky tacky. But if you're not going to throw it, look to the left. And obviously, you, you we have we have Mims here. Everybody knows. Everybody's seen this play. If Mims is hit right here, based on this guy being so high, these guys being so far inside. And then his hips to the to the inside like this, he would he would have turned this uh, or caught this, turned up and run to the sideline, and then he'd had to beat one guy, maybe um, one guy's tackle attempt to get him for a touchdown. So this either the fade or this could have been Mims' uh, first touchdown of his career. But Donald is slow to go through his reads. I want to see him go get off of his read right now. To be honest, just based on pre-snap look with this linebacker standing up, and then Trey White and him deep. 
And with the linebacker not, so if the linebacker weren't to drop into coverage, again, I'm spending a little bit time, longer time on this. If he wasn't to drop back into coverage and they're running this like this flat seven concepts where white were, were to bite down, you want to throw Griffin in the corner, I get that. But with the linebacker dropping back into coverage and staying over top of the, of the, uh, of, of Herndon right here coming from the backfield, these guys are going to play deep to short. So you have to come off of this read like now. Like this is, you have to be off of that. At this point, you'd start reading this side of the field. These guys are a little bit more condensed. You see guys inside right here on on Barrios, and then you go to you go to you go to uh, Mims. So if he were to get through this read quicker on the bottom right here, he wouldn't even be looking towards Barrios. Just a tiny sliver of a window, like right here, where he he had to like like split these guys. Um, and put it like right between the hashes right here to hit that. Um, but because again, he's a little bit laid off of the bottom, the bottom of the, of the reads right here. He doesn't see Mims where if he were to look again at this point, get off of it, look to the left and read these guys, these guys route concepts, you'd see Mims breaking out over here wide open, hit Mims. But because he's late again, he, he recognizes Barrios first, but he would see that if it was more condensed. So slow through the reads right there. Um, Mims, I criticize a little bit too. At this point, obviously, there's pressure. He uh, again, okay, so that, that that's the first part of it. I forgot about the next next part of it. Slow through the reads. He would have seen Mims earlier. Now he scrambles out. Mims is open. Hit him. What? Why is he waiting? 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 <laughs> Why? Now, now, could it be that he's waiting for Mims to turn up field? But buddy, you, you got guys deep. This is this is your threat. Just just hit him. He's open. Put the ball on him. Right here. Just throw it. Guess what? If this was first down, you're waiting for it. Maybe if this guy's biting down and oh, he's gonna be too aggressive, he's gonna cut it upfield. Sure. But guess what? It's third down. It's third and two. Third and two and a half. Throw it to him. He's open. This guy is not is not near him. At this point, if he catches it and if the ball is there fast enough and you, and you lead it and you throw it to the upfield shoulder or the inside shoulder right here, he could turn up and, and, and run for and for touch on him, maybe even here. Why does he wait so long? Mims is like, oh, what the, f- what the f- you know, F am I supposed to do? Now, I want to see Mims attack the ball a little bit more here. Um, and, and again, this is a little bit like of a harder criticism because um, it's such a quick decision that, that there's only, you know, eight or like 10 yards of air distance. So be quick to time it, attack it. But again, you, you'd like to see him attack it. But uh, again, reads right, a little bit of pressure. Um, Becton, again, not his best game overall. Um, the guy corners a little bit on him. Darnold steps up and avoids it. Why was he not throwing it? Now he's looking deep, probably at Perryman right here, whoever that was deeper, but he sees Mims for a good amount of time. Let's see where, when his eyes went, went, went to, and it's going to be hard right here. He was looking towards um, Perryman at this point, deep. And now his eyes go to Mims. But why throw that extra pump fake in there? Like, wh- why hesitate with it right here, right here? At that point, his arm, he's looking at Mims. Just throw it to him. He's open. I don't, and again, even if he is rolling out right here, and he sees Perryman, and Perryman is covered. This guy's underneath. Check Mims real quick. So there's a lot of problems right here with with, with Donald on that play. I spent a, a decent amount of time on that one, but um, that was bad. 
That's just re, you have to read defenses and read leverages and, and pre-snap to post-snap. Okay, well, I thought that linebacker was going to blitz. Now he's over top of 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 Herndon from the backfield. My flat seven concept is not going to work because they're going to play deep to short. Whereas, like I said, if he was a blitz, now now your your flat seven puts stress on White. Now White drops. You're going to trust Griffin to win one on one to the corner. I get that, but that's not what happened. So pre to post you have to cycle through your reads quicker because of that. It can't be a surprise to you, but that's not what happens. Donald quicker to check down. So this is a positive play. This is just a check down. There's times, there's a lot of times in the last couple of games, weeks, even the last season or two where he's too slow to check it down. And then guys, instead of turn, catching the ball, turning up, for, up, up, up the field for extra yardage, they're, they're hit tackled right there. Or even the ball is dropped because they're, they're hit as the ball is coming because he's too slow to check down. Again, it's the it's the little things that Donald's not doing. We're here, spot concept with the flat, the sit, and the corner triangle read, and then you have the uh, the the bottom um, with another flat seven, yeah, like flat seven, flat five, and Donald reads the top of the field, doesn't see anything open that he wants to throw, sees these guys gaining gaining depth, sees uh. P run or whoever that is from the backfield with leverage to the outside on the linebacker. And guess what? Second down, he's open two yards past the, the, the line of scrimmage with some room to run. Fires it. I'm, it's simple as that. Turns up the field, extra yardage. There's weeks where he'll, he'll drop back, read this, hesitate, read deep, roll out. This guy would have cl- closed ground. He would have he hit him for a two-yard gain, and then he'd have been tackled. But the, the quick trigger right there to hit him is what affords an opportunity to turn up field. Again, there's scenarios where he's not doing that. So positive play to check. That's just a check down. Gave him a positive on that play that I will mention. Again, I'm not, not a cherry picking plays for either bad or good on anybody. Darnold seed. Okay. This throw was so good that I almost think it's too risky. <laughs> um, ridiculous so another um sale concept where you have the uh and again it's a little bit deeper of a sale concept where this almost acts more of like a like a uh scissors at the top um because it's second or, or third and 20 or whatever so you have the flat intermediate uh post some people call this flood i don't call it flood um i call flood something a different route concept because the, the the sale is typically the, the flat corner and vertical um, where the where the uh, flood concept is typically a flat, a corner, and a um, sit route or curl or comeback from the outside guy. Um, so they're a little bit different. They're both three level reads, but they're a little. I call them just different things. Um, but Donald trusts his arm a lot right here because he's gonna know he knows that this guy is carrying Perryman. Or whoever, no, sorry, whoever this is, um, that's Perryman right there. That's this is Mims on the post. So that he knows he's carrying uh, Mims, and he trusts himself to put this over the head of the um, whoever this is, DB linebacker. It's probably DB, and to lead Barrios. So that's what he's seeing when he's throwing the ball. He's seeing him sit, him carry, and he's gonna throw the ball like here or wherever it is. So he trusts his arm a lot right here to put it over that guy. Um, so that is a ridiculous throw, but at the same time, 
like just being just being honest with my opinion if this defensive back weren't to gain depth and then kind of bite inside and then go back up he might have got a hand on this you see how he stops right there and turns like if he if he were to and I know his eyes are back on him but if he, if he were to look inside right here to Barrios and and match him would that have been different I don't know just being fair to my thoughts, but he bites down, creates that room over his head. So he trusts his arm right here a lot, and it's an absolute seed. That's beautiful. Um, risky, but this is with Donald. This is like the good and bad you get with Donald at times. This is what I saw from USC where he's never going to be a guy I thought he was going to get under 10 picks, but I thought he could have been a guy who get 35 touchdowns and 10 picks because of this gunslinger stuff. Like this is him just trusting his arm right here and trusting he's going to fit that in there, which is fine. That, that's, a, that's an NFL caliber, obviously a, an elite NFL caliber throw. Um, great job. Absolute seed. Offensive line. Obviously, Josh Andrews gets beat up because it's Josh Andrews. Please, God, put Clark in there. With pressure in his face, is able to make that throw. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, nice. Okay. Moving on. Twenty-three thirty-one. Donald ball too far inside. Pi on white. Okay, bottom of the screen. Perriman versus white. White is does a really good job. Obviously, staying over the top, squeezing. Um, this is a designed fade where Perryman's looking back to the ball. He stays over the top. Darnold, now even though he does get squeezed inside, he has to read that. He has to put the ball to the back shoulder right here towards the sideline because obviously White with inside leverage, you want to throw it away from him. The open grass is here, not inside. Again, based on leverage, he puts the ball too far inside. It's almost a pick. Um, again, needs to throw it more to the sideline right there. Perman does a good job playing defensive back. Offensive line blocking is okay. TE right there, like like really tight TE. Again, when guys are this tight, watch for something coming. That's 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 a little bit of a tip off for sure. They're put in a situation where you have the delayed DB B blitz. Uh, he passes off the the penetrator or the picker to Fant. Now Fant's in a situation where he has two guys to account for. So good job at least getting a hand on Poyer right there from Fant. Give him credit right there. Again, now with his footwork, not driving towards his target with the lead foot. The lead foot, the hallway looks relatively correct where it's the, the midpoint of the foot is pointed towards his target. But you want your midpoint, your shoulder, your lead foot all aligned um, for the most part. Your lead foot is going to be a little bit outside, but his lead foot, you see how his, his, the hallway is pointed outside where this is pointed straight? That's not good footwork. A little bit too um, like open. Again, a lot of arm. And the ball goes where your lead foot goes. Your lead foot is both going sideways and up, not proper. We want it going through your guy or through where, where you want the ball to go. 
balls inside, the foot's pointing inside, not a coincidence. The ball is too far inside. Plays defensive back, where if he didn't, could have maybe been a pick. Not the best. All right. First, this one's quick. The first half interception is inexcusable. It's it's just, it, it, it's inexcusable. Uh, Bills play cover two. Um, they play a lot of like two read too, where it's like, it's like basically like palms as well. Um, again, what that, what that allows you to do is your line, your, your, um, linebacker to play a little bit more condensed or a little bit tighter into the formation because like typically linebacker, um, if he were to carry this, 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 uh, vertical to the, um, safety, then the linebacker have to match this. Um, but the two read allows that if the, um, one goes vertical and the two cuts outside. He can jump the, the, the two. Uh, it's just like the same thing as palms basically. And two goes out. He goes to match it, but keeps his eyes on Darnold. Good job by the, by the corner. Darnold goes to throw deep. He can see him. He can see him loading up. Um, Donald should notice that the defensive back is his hips are opened to played underneath of this uh seven was another it's another flat seven they run us all the time flat seven smash smash concept or it's a smash variation um db sees him loading up jumps it again you have this guy biting down cover two the, the, the deep half you have him with his hips opened up with his eyes to you reading you seeing you load up you cannot throw this ball second and ten he throws it, pick. It's right to him. And it's not even far enough. It's it's not even a good throw. This would have been low. Which, again, with this guy putting down, maybe it should have been low. So I'm not going to kill him for that, actually. But you have to read the curl flat. Curl flat sees it coming. Good job by him, you know, um, you know, in this situation, playing in a situation where he can play the flat, but also having his hips open up and reading the quarterback. So good, good job reading right there. And again, cover two. Do they do they have that that two read call? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe not, if not even better job by him, but good job picking it off. Blocking's okay. Again, Andrews gets beat because it's Andrews. He gets beat constantly. Footwork again. Look what the left foot does. Completely to the side. That, 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 this, these mechanics are awful. Yeah, he's a guy in his face and all this stuff, but he needs to step through his throws. Their their mechanics are terrible. Pick right before half. I think that leads to a field goal for the Bills, I believe. Throw miscommunication again. This happens. Be fair. It happens. This this can happen. This can happen. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, whoever. You want a little bit more time with your receiver to know these things. Jets, you see Jameson Crowder run this a lot. You actually see Herndon run this a lot. Jerk route, um, where the, they have the option to come in, where it's like a snag, where you're going to stem inside, sit down. That's a, that's a simple snag, to, at least my, my terminology, snag. Jets run a lot of jerk routes where it's a snag with an option to either cut back where you're coming from, not, not, not flat down towards the line or, or down towards the line of scrimmage, but you're able to sit down, either cut outside, cut inside. Or, or again, just set it down. So, Darnold looked like he expected Barrios to sit it down. 
and lead him to his inside shoulder away from 54. That's what he expected. Barrios expected Darnold to um, read the linebacker, and Barrios, you could see, sees the linebacker, reads the linebacker, knows the linebacker is most likely going to break over the top and towards him, and he's going to cut underneath. That's what he expected. So Barrios was right. Darnold was right. But it leads to miscommunication because if, if he sits down, it's a catch. If Darnold was to wait, see the linebacker come over the top, he'd cut, in, he'd cut inside and get even more yardage. Throws inside where he expects Barrios to be, almost a pick. Am I going to kill him for that? No. There's a miscommunication. That happens. It's exactly what happened. It's what it is. But got to point that stuff out for people who are wondering. Uh, 37, got a couple more plays, like six more plays of Donald. Again, like the, the very generic type throws or those type of plays I'm not necessarily going to always put on. Uh, but Donald too far inside, Beckton, meh. Okay, so another play. Beckton's not great. Okay, so not a bad decision here by Donald. Again, another sale type concept. This is a longer developing sale where you can have a drag from the opposite side a corner and a vertical where it's at it's still that three level read. Um, this one's a little bit, it happens a little, you know, again, from the opposite side of the field. So it's not as quick to get into the flat of the play side or of the, or this side on the, the field side. So Donald sees Barrios with, with uh, the outside leverage. He knows he's running a corner out. So good decision, throw the ball. I like, I like the decision third and third and 10. So he has to get it there. So good job by him. Good decision. The ball is not accurate though. That's my problem with this. And and the, this stuff matters in the NFL. A couple inches matters. Reads it. Good decision to throw. The footwork is not. It's not terrible. It's not great though. This is. His shoulders aren't really pointed when he's going to throw the ball to where we want to go. His his body is going a little bit more here, while his arms going that way. So his his body's not completely aligned right here. Throws the ball. Too far inside. That's all. Those matter of inches matter, because <clears throat> Barrios obviously reading the trajectory of this ball, trajectory, whatever the ball's trajectory, I should say, or is it trajectory? Trajectory. I'm pretty sure. So reading the ball's trajectory, he has to gear it down and now attack the ball where, or come towards the ball where um, the DB is able to get his arms in it. Now, if the ball was outside right here. He's able to continue to run. He has room on the defensive back, and it's a completion for a first down. But because Donald was inaccurate and he put the ball inside, where this there's general accuracy, we put it on the guy. This is general accuracy. You need to have um, the like top tier. Again, I'm forgetting the terminology. It's just this is what it is today. I'm forgetting a lot of terminology. You need to have the um, upper tier placement, like the the placement type accuracy. That's even a step above that general accuracy. So general accuracy, general accuracy to put it on the guy. Sure, um, but he puts it too far, too far inside, or pinpoint accuracy. That's what I was talking about. Um, so need to have pinpoint accuracy. Doesn't have it. Too far inside. He has to gear down, attack the ball. The DB is able to get his arm in there, as you can see. So Barris comes back to the ball. DB arm inside leads to the deflection. But if the ball, again, were out or further out here, he doesn't have to gear down. The DB is not in position. He makes the catch, and it's a first down for the Jets.
okay, 39, 42. Darnold, the Yankee concept, or was that stacked? Uh, okay, so maybe this is more on the offensive line. I don't know why I put this in there then. Uh, drops back, Yankee concept. We're going to have the deep over in the post. We're against cover three. Um, you're hoping that both your guys with inside leverage, again, post you want inside leverage, the over you want inside leverage. You put this guy in a bind. He has to bite down on either one. Whichever one he doesn't bite down on, you throw the ball. But Donald gets pressured, has to step up in the pocket. Another guy in his face right here, which I'll show from the other view. And really, could he try to throw this post? Yeah, but no, not really. And he gets sacked. So this is more the offensive line. So I'm not sure why I exactly put this in here. Play action. Drops back. Andrews gets beat. I'm not going to spend a lot of time breaking him down because he's not going to be here. He's a backup. He gets beat. Draws a step up away from that. And again, they blitz one, two, three, or four, five, six, seven. Seven man blitz, deep route concept. Um, and they're not able to pick it up, obviously. And there's pressure and he gets sacked. So, let's see. Donald Light to deliver. Another play action. Again, this is the some of the problem with play action is when you are doing this, obviously, if you have guys who are penetrating, playing a little more aggressive, they're going to be in your face. So, play action rolls out right. My thing with this is, this guy's in your face, thump the ball off. Right here. That's, that's, all, that's all it takes. He's reading to the outside, sees his guy, throw the ball. He's reading Wesker right now. Get, get rid of it as quick as you can before he closes around. He holds the ball, holds the ball, holds the ball, and then um, throws it to Wesco, who, need, who honestly needs to catch this, but I think his decision was a little bit too late right there. Um, West Coast feeling some guys um, bite down on them. So again, if he were to get rid of the ball here, maybe Wesco catches it. If, obviously, Wesco's supposed to catch this, but I, I think he'd throw it down a little bit too late again because the guy's right there to hit him. Um, he wasn't going to catch it anyway, but still something you want to see. Donald, nothing open. Okay, so now I'm giving him some some just not credit, but just um, some slack in terms of him dropping back. Obviously, right here, nothing's open. Covered, 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 covered. What happens? Get some pressure. Has to roll out to the left. Dump the ball out. Smart decision. Dump the ball out. But I'm I'm showing that there are times where obviously Denver game, Colts game, where there's plenty of guys running open and he's not hitting them. Then there's also plays like this where he's reading the defense. And he's trying to move around the pocket, get some pressure. Um, Van Roten doesn't do a good job right here, getting beat across his face. Pressure. Andrews gets driven back because when he gets in front of this guy, he gets bull rushed because he's terrible. Even though he's like a large human being, like he's super thick. Don't have to roll out, throw the ball away. Simple as that. There are plays where that happens. And I will show them for the most part. Uh, that was 48. Okay, three more plays of Donald. 49, 56. Okay. Oops. 
Not bad decision. Okay, not bad decision. Feet. So this play, people, I remember people uh, criticizing this a little bit, where you have like, um, you have almost like a like a like a crease cab concept right here, where you have this sit, the, the dig, which is like a crease concept, where usually this is an option route. And then you have this guy over the top where you have the dig and a post. It's a crease concept. So it's like a crease cab concept. Um, and Darnold drops back. And what he sees when he's going to throw this ball is he sees this guy sitting down. He sees this guy over the top. He sees this defensive back carrying this guy. So he know, he thinks that his guy's going to be open to the inside, which is honestly not a bad decision. It's, it's, it's a risky throw. But with this DB sitting down, this guy here, him carrying and him outside, he could fit this ball into this dig. It's a hard throw, but it's makeable. So people, when, when he threw it inside, were like, oh my God, you know, double coverage. Based on leverages, him inside, and everybody else where they are, I already explained that. If you put this ball inside and he, and he were to, and he were to run this dig and have to and have to run after the ball, then it's not then it's not a bad throw. Maybe it's a first down. But because he throws the ball too far inside and he has to sit down, he allows the defensive back to get over the top. Where again, if he were if he if he did just keep continue to run inside, then he's carrying and now you're open. So I don't think it's a bad decision. I think it's a bad throw. If that makes sense. Or it does. It should make sense. You haven't been watching the show for very long if you can't get the difference between bad throw and bad decision. Gets bumped. Obviously, Andrews. Wow, shocker. Gets run right to Donald's feet. So that could, could that have been an issue? Obviously, it's not great. So it honestly looks like he's okay. Well, so it's not a good throw because of because again, I'm not gonna put it all because he he doesn't have the benefit of the doubt all the time. But he does get his foot stepped on here. Foot stepped on. Can't step through his throw. The ball is too far inside. So. Good decision by Donald. A little bit risky, but this this is an NFL caliber read. That's anticipation of a window. That's actually a really good job. I, I, that's what I'm going to say. You know, after watching this a couple of times, that's actually a really good decision. But he literally gets a left guard stepping on his foot as he's throwing the ball, which is not going to be accurate. So that's why that happens. That's that's why on broadcast you just see this, but you didn't see what happened before it. You don't see the foot getting stepped on. You don't see what he was reading. None of that stuff. Two more plays. Uh, Darnold. First and 20 minute and 37 seconds left. Okay. So yeah, I remember my issue with this. I just want to take what's open. At this point, you know, the bills are going to be playing prevent defense or not prevent, but softer coverage. Um, they run this like this three lurk where you have vertical, vertical, vertical disguised as a two or four. Um, this guy lurks, robbing anything. He's going to the strong side. Um, and going to rob anything over, over the middle. Uh, Donald should be dropping back. He's reading the right side. He's obviously covered. Everything's over the top. He's covered. He sees Barrio sitting it down. Just take the yards. It's first and 20 because of holding or whatever, whatever the penalties were. Um, but you have, two, you have these two guys who are covered. Just take, just take this yardage. Hit him at the 30. Let him turn up for, to, to second and 20. And now it's, now it's you know, uh, second, and, second and 10 with a minute and a minute and even being generous. Like minute, minute and 15 seconds next time you snap the ball. Just take the yardage. So he's a little bit too slow to take the yardage right here. Does he get, does he get sacked? He gets sacked. So stepping up through pressure like this, just take this. 
just take it. And his, I'm not going to go to the side. His eyes didn't go to the side. Just take what, what's given to you. And that's right there. Even if he gets tackled right away, it's, it's second and 12 instead of second and 20 if you throw the ball away or whatever. Trying to make too much happen right here, get out and maybe throw a ball downfield, but you got to just take what's open. Van Roden gets a little too far outside on this guy. Again, you want to split him. You don't want to get even. His foot's too far outside. Guy crosses his face, penetrates the A-gap. He steps up. Again, his eyes are reading right the entire time. Throw it. Not, not even necessarily here, but definitely once he sees it, here, throw the ball. And again, oh, well, you're getting pressured and all this stuff, but if he was reading what he needed to read and just take the guy that's open, he could slide step up or he could just he could throw the ball now. He could wait. He could wait another second, slide over a little bit, throw the ball. He could step up, throw the ball. So that's not an excuse to me. Tries to uh, to scramble up the field and gets gets sacked. Not not necessarily um, fans' fault. I don't, I don't necessarily like his tech his technique right here. His feet get frozen a little bit, but he's going to match his guy up to the arc. But he's not. He's expecting the drop point to be here, so he's protecting that drop point. That set point. Um, it's not you know when the guy scrambles out. It's it's hard on fans. So yeah, he let up a sack here, but not all sacks are the same that that you let up. So that's it for Donald for the noteworthy plays of the game. Um, moving on from him, let's see, uh, Herndon had one catch. That was actually, I think a relatively nice route, but it was brought back. Fan showed a couple plays already, but I have three plays of him. Um, let's see. Okay. Play 14. Yeah, and some of these could be good. Some of these could be bad. Yeah, Becton or Becton may may blocks. Yeah. So Becton here, just him on him first. I'll go through these quick, like relatively quickly. I think I've already been doing this for a decent amount of time. Um, I want to see Becton a little bit quicker to recognize this 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 stunt right here, or the hit that this guy is looping, and to pick up the penetrator. Because as you can see, the number 97, you can see him chopping down or, or chopping down and, and gearing down to, to loop pretty early into this rep, like here. Flash, and, flash your eyes inside or uh, even just have that drag hand active and pick up this guy. So he's a little bit slow to pick up his guy right here where he's still anticipating his guy. Um coming to him even at this point where he's going across his face. So definitely slow on the recognition right here. Then you have um, the penetration. You have Fant on his side. Again, 45-degree set. He always 45-degree sets. Gets even with his guy. Hands are shot late and wide. It seems like hands get deflected. Never able to get back on balance. The guy pushes up the arc, crosses his face, hit on Darnold who hits Mims, and then Mims turns up field. Almost breaks the tackle. But good job noticing these guys pursuing to the outside right here and turning up to the inside. So, Mims got some extra yards. Okay, two more plays at him. Fant Beckton block. Okay, so I don't know if this is good or bad. Oh, this is good. Okay, yep, good place for both. 
Becton, zero step again with that right foot, allowing this guy to define himself, to read him, square him up, et cetera. Hands on, bending the elbows, not overly leaning. Extension. Again, he's moving this guy from inside the, the hash to a yard or two outside the hash. That's a good block. He's not necessarily involved in the play because this is like a this is like a belly belly zone tight zone split. Good job by Fan here too, knowing the blocking scheme and knowing that this edge, if he penetrates, is going to be picked up by the sifter. So good job passing that off. But at the same time as passing that off, not being so quick to climb where he's going to just let this guy cross his face and get right to the running back and not let the sifter get underneath the formation and block 93 out. So good job staying patient, getting his hands on, just to delay him a little bit to let that sifter set up. Staying square while he's doing it, keeping his eyes on the linebacker that he's supposed to climb to because he knows, again, this is a run that's meant to be cut back, aimed to the backside in the belly zone. Climbs, picks up his guy. This is a really, really good play from Fant. Again, so bad game for, or not a good game from him, but not terrible. Good job by both the tackles. Patient, climb, block him inside. So Gore and, and Gore had a good game too. Pop, props to him. Last game of Fant, or last play of Fant, last game. Hopefully that'd be bad. Towards ACL, falling off a scooter or something. Uh, Fant hold. He got called for a hold on this play. I don't necessarily agree. Um, or I'm in between. I'm 50-50 on this play. But again, 45-degree set. Too much of that, um, in my opinion, opens his hips up a little bit too soon and a little bit too heel clicky. Even here, this uh, the left foot, the post foot, post kick, the post foot is closing a little bit too much ground on that on that foot right there. That's a little bit too close. You're not completely balanced there. Even like, watch like Becton. If he does his quick, uh, well, that's not actually his best pass set, but you want your, you don't want your heels getting that close. There's plenty of plays where Beckton does better than that, actually. It's not that bad, though. Um, but open his hips up too soon. The guy goes to hunt, move him inside because, again, he's, he's, he's opening up his hips and he's uh, going to his momentum's taking him to the outside. So he's going to use him, this defensive or the defensive end, and try to use his momentum against him, hunt, move him, throw him to where he's already going. And Fant just grabs him and throws. Eh, so, yeah, it is. He, he grabs him around the back and hugs his shoulder right there and throws him to the ground. Darnold scrambles. So, he gets called for the hold. So, yeah, actually watching that again, um, being fair, yeah, he, he does hug him and throw him to the ground. So, good job trying to recover. Um, not good job opening your hips up like you did. Moving on. Connor McGovern, but bad for the offense. Again, a little bit disappointing. I only have one play of him. Play four of the game. Um, other than that, Oh, I put Herndon in there twice. That's why. I thought I had a play of Herndon, so I do. Um, three more plays of the bad from the offense overall. And we'll go to the bad of the defense, which, again, they help. You know, bend but don't break. You know, 18 points to the Bills, you know, six field goals. They let them drive a little bit too much, but at least they held down in the red zone. So this is actually a good play from fan, uh, from from McGovern, who, again, this game overall, like, not as good as he was with the Broncos. I think the the Broncos game, the Cardinals game, are positive from from him. Um, the last two games, he's he's been okay, but a little bit disappointing. But I th I think he's in a round out. He's here for a couple of years. He's going to be here next year. So I'm hoping again you have you have Clark McGovern, Becton. You bring in a let's say it's a right guard. Let's say you move Clark or whatever. Yeah, it's Tooney. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's Becton, Clark, McGovern, Tooney, 
and then your right tackle, and then you, you you draft a guy in the third round to develop behind, you know, you draft a tackle in the third round and a and a center in the in the in the fourth round, and then you have your two long term development pieces. Like I, you know, they're going to continue to address it. I'm excited to watch this offensive line going forward. McGovern snap, bucket step works vertical uh, works horizontally again, especially with a slanted with a slanted one. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to push right through that gap, right into McGovern. So he has to be quick off the snap. Bucket step. Again, you don't want to cover vertically before you go horizontal because then you're never going to cover the play side. So he, go, he loses that ground to gain ground, as I call it. Works his shoulder into him. And he's going to work his hips around. Right hand on to contain. Drive horizontally, drive horizontally, drive horizontally, and get in front of him, opening up that gap. Not an easy play. He got dri- he got driven a little bit, but really, really good job. Yeah, good job by McGovern. Um, again, I put uh, Herndon in there. You know, he was absent this game, minus a minus a catch. Uh, for his expectations this year to get zero, I believe, I believe zero catches this game. He hasn't been showing up. Um, I think with a new coach next year, will he be more productive? Yes, but still overall has been a disappointment. Um, and again, this is a play he made as a, actually, a, I think a decent or a good play. Where is he on this play? Bottom of the screen? Yeah, bottom of the screen. Good release. Stretch release. And TB is heads up. You're throwing a lot of your motion to the outside. You're stretching him to the outside to give you room inside. Pretty quick and uh, aggressive stretch release too. It's pretty quick. Boom, inside. Yeah, it's a good release from Herndon definitely right there. Drag her out. Donald sees him. Pressure in his face. Hits him. He turns up for a... What is that? A 1, 6, 11... A 14-yard gain, but illegal formation. Um, Becton wasn't on the line of scrimmage. He was a little bit too far back. Good job by uh, Donald. Get this ball out with some pressure in his face again. Van Roten, Van Roten's beat. I like the fake punch right here, but don't open your hips. You know, cover with your feet because now when you're not covering that gap with your with your with your hips, again, not splitting the guy correctly, and you're opening up. Now you're opening up to just working past the arms instead of the the, the feet. So. Um, I like the fake punch, but I don't like, I don't like this. Good job by Donald. Good job by Herndon. But again, a legal formation call. Um, other, I have other in here for, for, for bad from the offense. So I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah. Bad from the offense. Perryman's have been knocked out for a game or two. Um, not a dirty hit. I don't think, and I, I think it's actually a good decision by Donald to throw this ball. Um, but he got he got dropped, obviously. Um, another situation where it looks like another two read from them. You have you have the one who's sticking, or you have the outside corner right here, the cloud corner who's sticking with the um, with the one, but he's reading two to one. Yeah, two to one. He's reading the outside break. If he were to not break to the outside, he would continue with him, carry him. Um, but because he breaks outside, he's going to, to sit and try to jump that. So he does that, passes it off to the, um, safety soft spot right here in the cover two, which is a weakness of the cover two puts the ball on Perryman 
again later in the game. And at this point, if he, if he's able to bring the ball in, now you know uh, I forget how much time is in the game, but now you're at the forty yard line. But the safety who tries to cut it off, obviously, is not going to let him just catch the ball. It's football. He's leading him. He's trying to hit him in a window. He closes around that window, drops his shoulder, and rocks Perryman. It is what it is. So good job by parent by by Donald seeing that window and and releasing that ball. Puts it in a good spot. And again, not a dirty hit. He doesn't drop his helmet into him. Just drops his shoulder and tries to knock the ball out. That, that, that's what happens. I don't know if that's what knocked him out here. Yeah, it looks like there's some impact to the head right there. Or is it when he hits his helmet on the ground? I don't know. It is. His helmet doesn't look like it hits into the ground too hard. Yeah, it's that. It's that what knocks him out. Could be that too. No, it's it's this. You know, you could tell people are knocked out like really easily. When they go stiff and their hands are like this, That's you could tell he's knocked out already. How he's stiff and his arms are like that? Always. It's always a sign. So he's knocked out in the air right here. He's already he's already done. You see how he's stiff? Yeah, it sucks. Out. So that's definitely a concussion. He's gonna be out for a few games. You see how lip his body is, so that sucks. Wrists are curled. Yep. Hopefully he's back. Hopefully he gets healthy. Um, you never want to see concussions um, from people who play football. I've had one or two. Um, not fun. One of my concussions, I was an asshole. And uh, it was a try scrimmage. I believe it was a try scrimmage. Or was it just a scrimmage? I don't remember what it was. But the um, it was the point of the game where like the seniors, like some of the seniors came out. Uh, I was still in at safety uh, with some of the younger guys coming in. Some of the other the starters were in. Um, they just shuffled some of the younger guys in to get some playing time. And, uh, I remember like, like one of my freshman offensive linemen, like was in a pile, um, on a fumble or a quarterback fumbled or whatever. And one of the old linemen was in a, a pile with a couple of guys. I, I saw him like throwing like the, the guys like throwing elbows and, and like punch them in the ribs and stuff like that. Cause that happens in piles. It does. And I saw it happening. I, I sprinted from a 10 yards out and, and just dove into the pile head first. And I b- basically knocked myself out. Uh, I didn't actually lose consciousness, but if you had a concussion, you know what happens after that? You just massive migraine can't remember stuff saw shades of green and red uh cutting concert everything's wavy it sucks it really sucks uh <clears throat> bad from the defense but i did it to myself i, I could have obviously not dove into a pile head first mcdougald wasn't great uh tackling overall is bad um i have a couple plays of austin in here he did he did like okay to begin this game some plays are questionable uh, I only have a couple more plays of the good from the. Yeah, I only have a couple more plays in the. Actually, let's say, or sorry, bad from the defense. There's not a ton in one, two, three, four, like nine plays in in, in this segment. So not that much run through. Uh, eight near interception. Good job by Austin. Up and down game for me for me for Austin. Bottom of the screen, uh, right here matches the one. Right? That's him? Yeah. So, matches him, gets hands on, closes ground. The uh, receiver right there does like that push by to get inside. Austin sticks him. We're watching Austin again. Stays with him. My own, my one little criticism of him right here is uh, no contact. The guy's over top of him, and he's looking back to the quarterback. That's my one thing. Um, match him first, get, get, get contact before you look back to the quarterback. Because let's say if he were to either stop and cut back or just turn up field right here, he's not going to notice it. Because you're, you're going to see a second right here where he kind of loses him. Where he kind of looks back and turns into that, that oh shit right here. 
where he doesn't feel them. Nice to look back to him. You don't want that to happen. So that's a little criticism. Uh, you have Allen trying to fit it in there. Uh, Austin tracks the ball. And somebody, and I, I'm not going to call the big reporter, but if you do remember, um, oh. so, and this was actually said to me, I don't know if the they person actually tweeted this, but somebody said, oh, this is an easy, this is, a, he dropped an easy interception. Um, I don't know if you ever played football. I'm assuming that person has not. He has both hands in this ball. This is not an easy interception. He had, he had a jump into it, body control, hands on it. This receiver's hand is on the ball. He has the ball right here, but because the receiver's hand, he sticks his hand in there. Good job, great job by the receiver. He gave his hand in there. You could see his hand on the ball, and he forces that out. That's why he can't pull into his body, and that's why it's not completed. Pops out of there because of the ground, because he's not able to secure it to his body because of that receiver. So great job by the receiver, but this is an easy interception? Right, 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 right. Um. 3841. Uh, pump fake called back illegal. Oh, yes, yeah, so you got before I touch on right here. So, um, I the Jets have been doing this where they're playing their guys inside leverage all the time with the one outside of them with nobody over the top. I don't know what that is, and sometimes the guys are, are over the top. But I'm not sure what this coverage is that the Jets are deploying right here. Um, but he is obviously dropping back. He's trying to match the match the one. But again, even trying to match the one, if this receiver goes full bore sprint to the back of the end zone, this is not a position you want to be in. Like how how in any he doesn't see that the quarterback's running right here. How is this a position you want to be in? If he if he's if he obviously uh, angles this off to the outside and gets to the core of the end zone. I, I don't like that that technique, that, that bail technique right there, reading the, the two to one. Allen does a this is a be, best play I've seen Allen make in two games, in my opinion, or one of or one of them. There's some good running plays, there's some other good throws. This is one of them. Pump fakes the two, throws it to one. Really, really good play. Pump fake right there. You can see Allen. Pump fake it. Or sorry, no. He pumps it. He pump fakes right there. Pump fake. Makes Austin bite down. He bites down on it, throws it over the top of his head. But you got to stay over top of the one. It's a pump fake. It happens in the NFL. Wide open touchdown. But they got a legal formation. So Austin got beat for a touchdown, but it was saved by a formation. That had nothing to do with the play. So not a good play from him. Two more plays. Uh, blown defense. Again, it's another one. Like I'm not sure what they're trying to do. I'm not going to try to guess. But... Um, Um, this looks like it was this again. This is a miscommunication by the defense. It's just this is a weird looking play in terms of their drops. It looks like a two, like a inverted two or or a cover three cloud. Um, but it looks like a like a two where he's a robber, like he's a lurk and he's gonna jump anything. Um, that crosses his face. So it's a weird looking type of defense. I'm not gonna go into it forever. Uh, it take me 35 times to look into this and then two to the one, the one, the two and see exactly what they're trying to do. But it does look like a form of cover two with him jumping. Um, and then you have the, the uh, safety right here who bites down on the dig too. So it doesn't make sense to me in terms of, okay, well he's, he's jumping this. Why would the safety 
bite down to and not stay over the over the one who's going vertical. So there's a lot of things here that are weird. So that's why I put blown D question mark. But um, again, you know, Austin widens with the with the one. The one cuts in the wheel or the out and up. Um, the safety's not here to pick it up. He bites down on the flat. The the uh, tight end is absolutely wide open, catches the ball, and Allen, because he puts it 2-4 outside, you can see if he led him to the inside right here, he, he runs to the ball, catches a touchdown, but Allen threw the ball inaccurately, and he has to adjust his body, catch it right along the sideline, and he trips. So that's actually it, – it's obviously you want to the tight end with better body control and catch his ball and run for a touchdown, but if he were to put it in the right spot where he didn't have to make this, this, this catch like this and the ball is outside right here, um, then he wouldn't have to uh, – he wouldn't have to alter his body like that and lose balance. So not going to throw by Allen, but you want to see the tight end do a better job as well. One more play of Austin. Again, that's a weird, that's just a weird play of 46. And then five other plays from the defensive bad side. And we go to the good. Late to see run. Okay. Yeah. So he's in man coverage. Yeah, and this is just like the, the awareness type stuff. You have the receiver running inside to crack block. And again, he could he could be running a route right here and try to sell you with his eyes. But once he commits to this block, what do you think you should do? Drop your hips, square up, read the run. He's, he's not a threat to you anymore. He's, he's run blocking. He's too far to carry him inside. Run cuts outside of him. And again, maybe maybe even at this point, he, he worked, if he were to square his hips up, maybe the guy gets it, you know, Still outside of him, the running back, but he's just way too late to recognize that. The crack block follows him. So that receiver takes out two guys out of that play because Austin was late to recognize it. And the crack block. Good job by the receiver. Single Terry right is 20 and gets that far outside. Moving on. 716. Way too easy in the Jets defense. Yeah, it's this is like all like the spot dropping type, like miscommunication stuff that I've been talking about a lot. I think this comes from the top of the screen somewhere. Again, are people running crazy concepts versus the Jets that are beating the defense? You have, um, looks like a nine route. You have a sit. You have a, you have a, whatever you want to call it, stick, sit, hitch, you know, stop, curl, whatever um some people use different terminologies for different things like stick is to the sticks and sits in the middle and i call snag different all those other things because it's, it's an inside uh stem but whatever he sits it down he sits it down this is all he's doing is sitting down in the soft spot of the zone that's all it is you know why because the jets defense spot drops and you have this guy who's matching the one and you have a two threat who's supposed to be covered by the linebacker if he's matching the one you know one to one the next guy inside and the hook to curl, hook to seam, matches the two. But nope, the Jets do not do that. And that's literally wide open. That's all it is. That's literally all it is. Spot dropping. Catch first down. Wow. So freaking difficult. That's a crazy play. Crazy play. Um, uh, Williamson. Yeah. Williamson's not the same player he used to be. Uh, the injury affected him, but this is not a good play in terms of his mentality too. Run goes outside or no, sorry. It's a pass or no, sorry. It's not a pass. It's a scramble, but I know what Williamson does here is not good. Again, 
where does your pursuit come from? It comes from the inside. You have to be, you have to contain him to the outside. Williamson. <laughs> he gets juked twice, basically. Goes inside, which at this point I get, I get maybe turning inside a little bit, but then he starts breaking outside again. And you get to the outside and he just takes one step upfield. This guy is so far inside of him and right, no, not so far inside of him, but right inside of him. He's not going to cut right into this guy. He's going to continue to go outside. He's just trying to juke you. Maintain your outside leverage. Let your inside pursuit come. He gets juked, lets him break to the outside and, and lets him pick up another five, seven yards because of it. Um, okay. A couple more plays. Uh, of the bad from the defense not a ton of the good from the offense and good from the defense i'm gonna put in there a couple a couple plays here and there but not a lot mcdougall missed tackle man coverage man 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 cover one man man they cap him show man disguising looks like it could be two could be two it could be a couple different things could be cover six whatever could be a lot of things right here they're capping him and coverage on Beasley in the slot. Beasley out. McDougald, too high of an angle. Too high of an angle. Isn't able to stop Beasley. Gets uh, not gets rid of the tackle, but jukes him. Plus six yards. Oh, and a penalty on Keyword here. Let's see. Is this a soft penalty? I think so. Another TT stunt. Looks like it's supposed to be. This guy does not carry at all. He's just passing off to the center. So not good job by the guard right here, not carrying that. Um, you have 91 who's going to press up field, distract the center, um, and then loop around. But he doesn't help anybody here, the, the guard. Q obviously gets his hands on, moves him, penetrates. And again, He's on his last step, his right footer here, as he's closing ground. The quarterback just gets rid of the ball, and they, they hit him for helmet to helmet right there. Helmet to helmet. But he, he literally, as soon as he hits him, doesn't wrap up nothing, just hands up. That's what he does. Hands up. Nope, didn't do anything. It's not like he took an like, extra step. He was on that last step right there. Look, one, the ball is still coming out. So in that split second right there, and because of the helmet to helmet, it's a, it's a freaking – Penalty. Like it's the littlest stuff on him that's getting cold that I that I do not like. Um so like, oh my god, the penalty machine. Yeah, he's such a dirty player, you know. Q Q is the name is synonymous with with Dominic and Sue. Q and Sue. Oh. It's just there's there's you know, he's stomping on guys' heads and stuff and kicking them and you know, all that. It's he's he's a dirty player. Crazy. Um, Jets good coverage, drop back, and this is just a Jets thing to do. They get two guys on Allen, and Allen is just a powerful quarterback. They don't get like full tackle attempts on him. He stiffs arms two guys and throws out of bounds for what could have been a sack, but nope, wasn't a sack. Anderson crosses this guy's face, bends it, good bend through the pa- or power through the bend, tries to wrap up Allen. Stiff arm, can't bring him down. Jenkins, who made a little bit more of an impact this game, he actually got some pressures that I saw. So he actually did play a little bit better this game, but overall he's been disappointing this year. He tries to wrap up Allen after... Allen sits over one guy, he sits arms another guy, and throws the ball away. So not, not a good play from the defense, obviously. 
28. Okay, one more play. The bad from the defense. Oh, this can't be it. Other play. 28. Oh, I got two 28s. I screwed up there. Okay. Um, pool Anderson tackle for loss. Oh, yeah. See, that doesn't make sense then. Anderson starts in the A-gap, backdoors it, steps through, goes for the club, takes on the guard. Guard gets his feet tangled up with the sifter right there. E falls, as you can see. Their feet get tied up right there. Disengage. He wraps up the tackle, but good job by Poole right here, um, who's run blitzing, blitzing. Quick to see the track. Right tackle tries to combo and get outside on him. He ducks under it, drops his weight, drops his weight to get under the block, under the block, gets his hand in there. I think he's going to tackle him even without without uh, Henry Anderson there. So good job. Really, really good job by Poor right there. Good from the offense. Again, don't have a lot. Gore, 11 rushes, 60 yards. Barrios overall did okay. Um, I don't know what where that's from. I screwed up something there. Um, oh, that's weird. Okay, uh, P. Ryan again. Almost one was my third stud. Eleven rushes, thirty nine yards. I have two plays of him. Uh, one touchdown, uh, two receptions for sixteen yards. Uh, again, nothing crazy, crazy good. I think the touchdown was pretty good, but um, overall, nothing crazily impressive. But still. I'll give him a thumbs up for this game. I'll put him in the positive of this game. Outside zone. You have a couple of guys who do a, uh, a good job. You have Wesco who gets the block on the defensive end right there. The, uh, the seven tech. I always see him get hands on a little bit better, but good job by Beckton getting his hand on with that hand check pushing him outside a little bit to help out Wesco. Not a, not a ton, but he does enough. He gets outside. Bad job by the um, three-tick right there, number 90, trying to, to, to get back door right there. That's, you're, you're not going to be fast enough to do that if the running back's going to cut. But a uh, good job by, by P. Ryan setting up a little bit too. Sees him going to the outside. Uh, settles down. Throws his track inside. Sees him uh, try to backdoor it, cuts it back outside. So good job right there setting up his blocks. He's reading it. Sees him cut outside. Beckton runs off to the second level. Just barely gets a hand on the DB. Almost a block in the back. It's like on the shoulder right there. Gets his hands on, throws him to the ground. P. Ryan cuts away from it. He probably wouldn't have got there anyway because P. Ryan did do a good job again pressing right here. Changing the track, pressing outside, up the field, um, and continuing up the field for a 20-yard 20, 20 run. Um, Mims, where is Mims? Why did I put him in here? You'd see him out deep down the field doing a good job on this, on this block. Closing ground, getting square, getting square, hands on. And again, that block leads to maybe an extra 5, 10 yards right there. So good job by Mims. Good job by Beckton. Good job by P. Ryan. Bad job by 90. Play 27. P. Ryan touchdown run, which lost me money. 
you son of a bitch. Uh, I want to see the young guys do good. I don't care about anybody else. I don't, I don't care about Gore eleven yard runs. I don't care about. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like may, maybe Perryman a little bit. Maybe Crowder saying might be here next year. But like, I saw McClendon make a tackle for loss or a Gore run, or you know, a, a good block by Lewis. I'm like, hey, I don't care. Who cares? They're they're not going to be here for the long term when the Jets are competing. Piran might be. You know. Maybe not as number one, maybe as number two, maybe as a, as a you know, one A, one B situation. You don't know. Um, another outside zone. Good job by Griffin right here, actually, on that combo. Um, getting hands on and just helping out Fant a little bit. Uh, Piran obviously takes it to the outside. He's not going to cut it upfield right here, especially with Edmonds um, filling right there. You're not, he's going to continue to, to, to uh, have, a, have a flat uh, track. Cuts it outside, switches hands, touchdown. Now, bad job by the Bills defender right here. Uh, whoever number, I don't know who this is. Twenty four is. Um, Twenty four needs to be needs to force right here. He's the outermost player, um, as far as he knows. He needs to run this outside and continue to get lateral, make him cut up field, especially with Edmonds filling right here. You know, your Edmonds is filling. He has to continue to go outside right here and let Edmonds make the tackle if he cuts up field. You cannot try to get inside and let him cut out to the outside of you. So really, really bad job by him because Edmonds is coming from the inside. Obviously, that's where your pursuit's going to come. So bad job by him trying to go inside right there. I don't know why. And then get back outside. Um, obviously, great job by Piran with the hand switch too. You, you, you're going to see that right here. Knows he's going to be close to the end zone. It's going to be harder for him to reach at the right, going to the sideline like that, reaches out, left, Touches it, touchdown. Again, really just good uh, split-second awareness right there to, to realize you're going to reach farther with your left hand. Again, if he didn't do that, it's probably not a touchdown. Because look, his foot goes out of bounds right there, and he just touches it. If that was his right hand, it's not getting there. Great job by P. Ryan, first touchdown in the NFL. Again, cost me some money, but at least it's not Frank Gore running for the touchdown, losing the money. Um, okay. No, sh I screwed it up. All right, good from the – actually, hold on a second. All right, let's see. Where are we here? Um, good from the offense. We just finished up that. Uh, good from the defense. Uh, Hewitt, I thought overall he had a couple of thumps this game. They were, they were decent. Again, not going to be a, a preferred starter on the, the team you're imagining to build in the future, but overall did okay. Um, thumped some guys, Davis, uh, Ashen Davis, hit a 24 reps, I think, 22 reps, whatever it was. Um, didn't look bad. Played a hit or two. Um, didn't stand out as a bad, which for a guy um, who I think is pretty raw, positive. I'll give him a positive. Uh, Huff, I think, again, had a pressure or two. Really good play. I'm going to show you on an end around. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, great recognition. Uh, Jenkins has been having a lot of problems with like end around sweeps, um, read options, and things like that. but. Really, really good job right here from from Huff, who's on the the right edge right here, um, staying disciplined. A lot of guys. Okay, well, he's resistant to the second level. This must be an outside zone. I'm gonna try to, you know, um, to to attack the sifter, um, the split blocker, and and make the tackle. But he notices with his eyes up. Good job keeping your eyes up. He notices um, the the guy right here on the end around the the orbiter, and he sees him. You can see him change his track early too. It's not. It's not like oh, he sees the ball coming out now. Like he he rushes up and sees the orbiter now. He he plants his foot. He sees it's coming already. Right here, 
or he, he, he already knows it's coming at this moment, which is fantastic. Great, great job by Huff. Sees it coming, changes his track, cuts off the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the orbit, the, the end around, chases him down, tackle. Freaking fantastic. I love that play from, from Huff. Great recognition. Absolutely fantastic. Good speed, too. Obviously, you can see it right there. Um, so good game from him. Um, overall, again, undrafted guy. I think he'd be a long term. People ask me his ceiling. I, I think he'd be a good rusher in the NFL. Uh, again, he has the he has the size. He ha- he ha- seems to have the length. I don't know exactly what his arm length is, but it, he has the decent length. Has the bend. Has the burst. He has the power. Like he has a lot of good traits. Um, Fado Kasi had a couple of nice plays in this game, which is nice to see. He's been a little bit quiet, but he did have a nice player too. Again, positive sixth round pick. Um, showing up a little bit. Uh, Sure, a lot more last year, but this year, again, a little bit more quiet. But I think teams are attacking the edges on the Jets a little bit more than they were uh, last year because of Adams. So, forcing guys inside the Fadokasi, almost nothing that happened. But zero tech right here for Fadokasi. Again, comes off the ball, good leverage. Hands inside, gets his hand into the armpit, lifts his guy up, stacks him. He's two-gapping. He's reading the running back. He peeks into the A-gap, doesn't see the running back there yet. He's going to peek backside, sees the track, pulls the center down, gets the lateral, makes the tackle. Good job by Fadokasi. Overall, I think he played pretty well. Anderson even had a tackle or two, um, tackle for loss. Um, May, I thought, played, again, he almost got beat for a beat touchdown, but overall I put him good. I don't think he played as well as some people think he did. I think he played okay, but he's relatively good in, in cleanup duty. Um, Basham had a – did he have a sack in this game? I don't know why it's not in here. That's weird. I think he had a sack. Maybe he didn't. Basham, I thought, played well. Uh, he might have had a sack. Yeah, that's weird. I, I, I definitely think he did. Um, John, John Franklin Myers had five plays left. John Franklin Myers had a good game uh, again. Uh, which is definitely positive, a guy that you signed from who's cut from the Rams that's been playing awesomely for the Jets. Him, him, Huff, and him, Huff, him, Huff, Fadokasi, uh, and Williams, I think, are the future of the Jets defensive line or the front seven type group. Again, he's starting in. He's starting in as a two eye, and he's just trying to pull the center, um, and let it, and letting Williams rush that a gap. He likes setting guys up where he's like pressing up field and then crossing their face at the last second with, with chops. Um, definitely learned that from from Donald. Again, he's not Donald, but he was with him. You can clearly tell that this is one of the moves that Donald tried to teach him. Chop right there, left arm to to the center's left arm. Chop doesn't cl- completely clear him. Throws the rip, helps him uh, helps him work past the arms, lifts up the elbow, and also helps him as like a point of of, of contact to turn around. Josh Allen scrambles, obviously, um, four yards, but good uh, good win for John Franklin Myers, even though he scrambles. One more play of him. Twenty eight. Bull rush. Oh, Jesus. Edge right here. I like his flexibility. He could play edge. He could play three tech. So he can move inside, outside a little bit. I like him rushing against guards a lot. 
um, more than I would say on the edge. But just just power. He doesn't have a ton of moves yet, but he does have power. Um, well, he actually, he does have like that 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 cross chop, setting guys up, crossing their face. So he does have some moves. So I don't want to be unfair. Throw that he threw that like that club rip sometimes, but works into the right tackle. And this is just pure power. He's just driving them backwards. That's all it is. Like his his natural like straight line explosion and power is really good because like here, yeah, his hands inside and things like that. But the 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 right tackles is still able to like you know keep them pretty still with plenty of room to the quarterback, and he just kicks into gear and just drives them. So all it is is just driving. He you can see him reset the hands. So good job of refitting the hands right here. Um, Allen obviously dumps it off, and the running back gets tackled, but. The power here to get stood up a little bit and just drive, 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 and just work them to him. Like great power, great effort right here. Really, really like what he's bringing. Three plays left. Um, good from the defense. Another guy who I had not given a lot of positives this year. I think Desir actually played decent in this game, which is a positive for I guess the rest of the season or negative if you're wanting to lose. But. Uh, Overall, good job. Oh, John Franklin got a pressure on this play too. So, bottom of the screen here, uh, cover six, I say. Two, yeah, quarter, quarter deep. Yeah, so he's playing the curl to flat right here um, this year. They run a flat seven. A lot of teams run these flat seven. It's a really simple concept to read, high to low. Does a good job with his leverage or with with his spacing in between these two two routes. You don't want to stay too far up because then he's going to throw the deep. You don't want to stay too far deep. He's going to throw the obviously depending on the down and distance and situation. But um, normal play, you want to you know split it. He splits it. Does a good job with that. Reads the quarterback throwing it. See you can see him that he's going to load it up, and you'd see Desir start to start to get more depth. Gets right underneath of it. Gets his hands on, but I mean not at the easiest pick, but he drops it. So. Good job by Desir right there, reading the quarterback in that curl to flat. John Franklin Myers, again, against a guard. I really like him rushing against guards. Brian, our old friend Brian Winters gets his hands inside. Lifts him off of his feet. He's going to refit his left hand to get into a more advantageous position right there inside. Bull rush, bull rush, bull rush. And he steps and he throws it. Obviously, he gets a right onto Allen's lap, which Allen, maybe if he stepped into this throw, maybe he would have been there you know, with better, which it's a laser regardless, but maybe it has even, it's even more on a rope. So maybe he doesn't get his hands on it, but almost picks right there. So good job by Desir. Good bull rush by John Franklin Myers. Uh, one more play of uh, Desir. Oh, hold on. 18. Okay. I screwed some out for a second. Desir pass deflection. Okay, yeah. See, this is what happens when you say when you keep your hips square, bottom of the screen. Over top of the receiver. Hips are square. Shoulders are over the knees. He's not opening up too early. Receiver breaks in on the curl. There's sometimes where he'd open his hips up early, the receiver break back, have plenty of time, be five yards off, you know, the, the receiver's break um, with his hips open and not be able to get on this ball. But he sees a break coming, 
throws his T-step as the receiver is breaking, breaks to the receiver, quarterback delivers the ball late, a little bit late in my opinion, should be out like here if you're anticipating the linebacker to keep getting outside. The receiver gets on the ball, plays through the hands right there. You can see his left arm plays through the hands, gets the pass deflection, breaks it up. Last play. Uh, is the play of Basham that I thought I had in here. So it is a, bit, a Basham sack. Play 21. I don't know why I put Basham in here twice. Sloppy. Forced fumble. Oh, it's not, is it a sack or is it a forced fumble? Or is it a sack forced fumble? Even better. Yeah, that's a nice move. Okay. Left edge right here. Rushing against the tackle. So... He does a, this is like a, it's like a weirder rush where he, he rushes with his hips square to the tackle, but is moving laterally. Like he's, he's, he's rushing towards him, but laterally. So it looks like it kind of screws up the tackle. And then he jumped, you can see this huge step right here where he's anticipating the tackle to shoot his hands because he's squaring him up and he's anticipating him to shoot his hand at, at this moment. So he's going to take a big leap while chopping it down to corner. So he goes to chop the tackles arm isn't there. He pulls it back. But that leap is like his like his explosion right here recovers a couple of yards. You know, let's see from from at, at least two three yards, which is which is you know this this jump right here is at the minimum seven feet sideways. So that's super athletic. Corners blows right past the tackle. Gets the hand on the ball, bang, gets it out. John Franklin Myers recovers it. Good rush right here. It's a huge leap to corner. Awesome with the, with the with the chop. That's it. Um, oh, other than that, sorry. Um, special teams. Whoever the Castillo, where the hell the guy's name is, he he kicked for Fick and Fick and was injured. He made a field goal. Cool. Um, and an extra point. Cool. A uh, man didn't think he played well like this game. Um, he's been, I would say, like he's been good. Like in terms of like some punts are good, but he's been a little bit inconsistent. This game, four punts, 168 yards, long of 47. Punts were more on a line, uh, shorter punts, but not much hang time. Didn't let guys get down there, so not the great game from him. Other uh, Phillips is out for a year with a broken ankle. Uh, Perriman got it. He's definitely. I put Perriman concussion question mark. I haven't even seen it, but he definitely has a concussion. Uh, Davis got a little bit banged up, I believe. McDougal banged up, might be out for a couple games, which you know, fine. Again, McDougal. They don't care if he makes plays. Davis is hopefully the long term answer. I want to see him get more reps. Uh, Chiefs game. Uh, I put good luck again. Roster same as the Bills. It's good. It's elite. It's Super Bowl winning. It's it's a Super Bowl caliber, caliber roster. They're probably going back this year. Um, hopefully I, I think, uh, Clark was practicing today. Hopefully Clark starts at guard. Hopefully I, I know Zuniga was activated today. He had to be. So does he play or is he, is he a scratch? I don't know, but I'm hoping to see him back. How to win. Have fun with that. Uh, cover the spread at, at 19 first. Um, I think it's going to be 38 to 13. Why am I giving the Jets 13? I don't know, but I'm going to say 38 to 13. They beat him at 25, cover the spread. <coughs> Pickums. uh, Last week, um, the I picked the Steelers who beat the Titans. The five and Steelers against five and Titans. I beat I, I picked the Steelers who won twenty seven to twenty four. I picked the Bills as did everybody else. The Bills beat the Jets eighteen to ten. I picked the uh, Falcons who lost to the Lions. It was twenty three to twenty two. I picked the Pats who lost to the Niners uh, thirty three to six. 
I pick the Bucks, who beat the Raiders uh, 45-20. I pick the Rams, who beat the Bears 24-10. This week, got a couple of good games, a couple of weird games. Um, but uh, Jets at Chiefs, I know everybody else is going to pick the, chi- the, chi- or the, J- or the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs as well. Uh, the 1-6 Falcons at the 3-4 and four Panthers. Could be a weird game, divisional game. I put it in here. I'm picking the Panthers. The six, this is the best game of the week. The 6-0 Steelers at the 5-1 Ravens. Um, hard game to pick. I'm picking the Steelers. That's, my, that's a gut pick. Um, I think Lamar Jackson can struggle against guys, uh, against good defensive fronts. I think he's good, but like MVP, top five quarterback type talk, I don't think he's there yet. I, I, think he's, I don't think he's that. Um, so I'm picking the Steelers. The four and two Colts at the three and three Lions. Lions are on a hot streak. They won three in a row. Do they continue it um, at Ford Field? Is it called? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Colts, I thought, are a little bit overrated to start the year. I'm picking the Lions at home. Continue the hot streak. Get back into the playoff run, maybe. Um, the three and three Raiders at the Browns, who lost Odell Beckham. Which, by the way, in two of my leagues, I'm number. I'm like the number one seed. Or yeah, two of my leagues, I am the number one seed. Or is that, no, the one on the highest score, but the second highest seed for whatever reason, or not for whatever reason, I lost an extra game, but high scoring team in two leagues. Both of those leagues have Prescott. Uh, one of those leagues have uh, Odell Beckham and now he's hurt. So top team with two injuries, they're starting receiver, starting quarterback. Great. Even though Odell Beckham's been disappointing, but I'm picking the Browns <clears throat> uh, to win that game against the Raiders. The two and four chargers at the two and four Broncos divisional game. I'm picking the Chargers. Uh, the four and two Saints at the five and two Bears. I think everybody's gonna make the same game here, even though the Bears are five, five and two. I'm picking the Saints. Uh, the two and five Cowboys at the two, four and one Eagles. I think the Eagles are, are starting to improve. I'm picking the Eagles. Um, the standings: first place, Danny, twenty-eight and nine. Second place, Kyle, twenty-five and twelve. Third place, tied for third place, <clears throat> is myself and Marcus at twenty-two and fifteen. So we're, I'm six games behind Danny. I gotta catch you, you son of a bitch. Uh, fifth place is Vinny at 21 and six. And then we have a tie for sixth place, um, with, uh, Tom and Matt at 19 and 18. And then we have Rob in last place at 18 and 19. Uh, thank you everybody for listening again next Monday night, six o'clock. Uh, again, first Monday of every night, I'll be, I'll be doing live, uh, the, the live YouTube show comment call in. Uh, we got a ton of call-ins last time. I absolutely loved it. Love talking with guys. Uh, who listen to the show but can't communicate anything often because I don't do the whole talk, the, the live talking thing because it, the shows are three to four hours already. Um, I can't spend time talking, especially um, depend, like people can't see the film. What are they really going, even if they could, what are they really going to uh, add on to what I'm saying already? But uh, live stream, I want to talk to you guys for, for, for sure. Air out your frustrations, talk about the draft, talk about Lawrence, talk about whatever. I'll see you guys on Monday night. Appreciate it for listening. Uh, don't get too drunk trying to, uh, suffer through the Jets game. Talk to you soon. 